That's right. We are not Tony Khan. We cannot afford those sort of royalties. But we are the one and only Shoot Brothers. The Shoot Brothers. That's right, the Shoot Brothers. Uh, hosted, of course, by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Cameron, the cult of personality, Osborne. Bang! And uh, we are right here. It's the heat of summer. We got a hot weekend. Two pay-per-views coming up. Uh... I mean, but Friday night, that almost feels like a one-hour pay-per-view, because I think the talk of the wrestling town is going to be the all-but-imminent return of CM Punk. The first dance. The first dance happening uh, tomorrow night on Rampage, which, I mean, is also going to be the largest crowd in AEW history at this point, which is kind of funny. It's, uh, I'm Cameron Osborne, that's, who my, that's what my voice sounds like. <laughs> I, honestly, and, and, and the entire Dynamite and Rampage this past week, they were just pumping this thing up. So we're at the United Center, like, this is where the fucking Bulls play, this is where the Blackhawks play, like, this is where, this is their, this is their ACC-sized uh, venue. I don't think it is. Is it not? I think that's the all. I think the Allstate Arena. I don't know. I, don't I know. feel I like, I, like went, a- I feel like I went to the United Center uh, when I w- was there. Anyways, uh, anyways, okay, anyways. Yeah, but yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's where they. So, so it's where they get their max capacity, and they're doing it for a fucking one-hour show. I mean, of course, they're probably. I bet they film either dark or dark elevation now prior to. That would probably make sense to me. Um, but yeah, uh, AEW is uh, not only going to put on one fucking massively anticipated of a show, but they're also coming into the second show world, uh, just like WWE did before them. I mean, only it took WWE, what, 20-ish years before SmackDown came around? Maybe 10-ish uh, before, you know, things were kind of solidified, so it's great news. So uh, we had, I mean, of course, this Friday is the first dance, but we had the uh, maybe just a light waltz. Uh, <laughs> uh, a few days before, so we get before we get into our wrestling week. Let's uh, begin our wrestling week the way we always do, which is by crowning a brand new tweet of the week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Like we have no time for dilly dallying here because yeah, like we said, we have five shows, two pay per views, to uh, two pay per views of cards to book. So we're just gonna get right into it. Ric Flair was trending on Twitter yesterday for the uh, for a weird reason. I don't know if you heard about this, Mike. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Uh, Stuff to do with a train. So pretty much, there was a photo circulating around Twitter of a uh, what appeared to be a man with a slicked back, dyed blonde hair, <laughs> uh, performing a very public sex act on what appeared to be a woman. Uh, yeah. So of course, you think guy in collared shirt with sick, bl- slicked back. Bleach blonde yeah, hair. He appeared to be in his seventies. I mean, That's I did the, look at the picture for the only for journalistic integrity. The only person the who you think about who kind of matches that <laughs> that description is the Nature Boy. Is the man? It's Ric Flair. Um, so of course he's going around on Twitter for a few hours. Everyone's just like, "What the hell? What the hell? What the hell?" <laughs> Until uh, our brand new and first time Twitter League champion, uh, Ric Flair, Nature Boy himself. Uh, tweeted in a photo of what looked to be um, like his head on the back of a like it's a so it's goofy driving a train 
<laughs> and Ric Flair has put his head over top of Goofy's head, and uh, the tweet just reads, This picture is as real as the one floating around. The nature boy doesn't ride trains. Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, which, there you have it. Woo, I mean... Woo. Yeah, or maybe it was a woo woo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, which you know makes a lot of sense. You know, when you're styling profile and like you don't go from that <laughs> to fucking tra- uh, land travel, you don't arrive yeah. to the arena in a helicopter and then take a lift the rest of the way. <laughs> uh, you're Ric Flair. We should have known better. I mean, I'll take his word for it, but it from the back, it, it, it certainly did look like. So, that, how but. many bleach blonde, slicked black hair, blonde, uh, kind of older <laughs> men do you think are just on the planet right now? Like twenty, yeah. you know, thirty, <laughs> yeah, forty, exactly. and ones that are known as womanizers like Ric Flair doing this kind of thing. I mean, the shoe fits, but hey, I mean, it seems like he would own it if he wanted. You know, he'd be like, "Yeah, that was me." Woo! Well, of course he's been <laughs> he's been released by WWE. He can kind of go back to doing whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> yeah, he can be the nature boy all he wants. Woo! Well, let's get into our wrestling week then. Uh, shall we? God, I mean, guys, let's kick off with it because it was the uh, the very first episode. Like we said, the light the the light waltz. Before the uh, before the first dance, uh, and we had the premiere episode. Premiere episodes of shit is fun, and Mike. Even in the duration of the show, we've had a uh, we've had AW Dynamites for, of course, their first few uh, first episode. We got to watch. Um, yeah. We had NXT the first time that they went like live, uh, yeah. which was also a big moment. And then, of course, now we have this one here too. So let's get into our one hour of power. Take that, some forty one. Uh, with the very first edition of AEW Rampage. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. So, we have a few... We have three matches booked on the card already, and that sort of seems like all the time that we'd actually have to do. Uh, I mean, yeah. Three title matches. One hour of wrestling is rather pleasant. Uh, yeah, this thing flew by. Especially, so I'm thinking, you know, I mean, AEW now has three hours to work with on a weekly basis, uh, where WWE has five. So I guess, you know, um, <laughs> you kind of, you know, uh, bigger things. But anyways, let's kick off. Uh, of course, so we have Mark Henry. That's the big change for the commentary team uh, kicking off here on Rampage. He was great. He was a lot of fun uh, all night. Chris Jericho comes in. Chris Jericho always comes in when he, we need him. Yeah, he gets very excited. He, uh, I don't. He's not. <laughs> he loves to yell. Yeah, he's not a co- he. He's not a common. He's not a commentary guy. He just. He's just himself on the mic, which I think can be very, yeah. uh, very infatuating. Anyways, the the our first ever match on AEW Rampage will be Kenny Omega taking on Christian Cage. Kenny Omega, the holder of that Impact Championship, which they're still walking out as two belts. Uh, it's kind of, they haven't literally unified them yet. You're still still coming out with that impact and that TNA belt. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure at some point they'll, everyone eventually gets the single belt. Merges into one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, that's what's on the line here. Impact world title. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this was hot match, hot opener, crowd was split pretty evenly early on, chanting for both guys. But, uh, you know, I think Christian just won them over as the match went on. Uh, yeah, he was doing pretty well until that 
Don Callis comes down, starts distracting him at ringside, and uh, yeah, Kenny just takes over, and they're going back and forth. He hits the V trigger, but Christian kicks out of that. Um, yeah, so Kenny goes for another one, but Christian avoids that, hits him with a spear. That got him a big two count, and keeps going. Uh, Don Callis doesn't like the way things are going, so he grabs the ref and just jumps up. Kenny nails Christian with a low blow, and then the Young Bucks slide Omega a chair. He sets it up. Uh, he picks Christian up for the one-winged angel onto the chair, but Christian escapes and hits him with the kill switch face first onto the chair. He tosses it out of the ring, covers Kenny, and just like that, one, two, three, new Impact World Champion. It's a big moment. A Kenny Kenny Omega has not been pinned uh, in a solo contest. I can't probably since winning the belts. I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not even in 2021. Honestly, maybe not even in 2020. I mean, <laughs> fuck. I mean, I yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think Pac maybe at like. Remember there, uh, he uh, there, that submission match like two years ago. That honestly could have been the last time he lost because, like Brock Lesnar was saying last week, champions don't lose. Like there should be no situation where you lose, but then don't lose the belt. So if Kenny Omega is going to lose, it's going to be for a big fucking reason. And what bigger reason than you know giving a title to a, a guy who was forced to retire many years ago? A good Canadian kid. Yeah. No, I thought this was an awesome match. Uh, great finish there. And, uh, uh, you know, a bit of a surprise, yeah, with the Christian win. But, you know, it definitely gave him big momentum now going into All Out. Because at first I was a little, a little hesitant on him being the title match, but now I'm all for it. But, yeah, so at All Out, you know, these two are going again for that AEW World Championship. This is great just kind of for everybody. I mean, you know, Christian Cage gets to then go to Impact, TNA, where he's been before. Uh, and also helping to elevate things over there. You know, I mean, he's still a big name, as you could tell by how hot a lot of people were in this match. And fucking that, that was that was one hell of a kill switch. Yeah, no, great match. Uh, yeah, by the end of it, the crowd seemed really happy for Christian. They popped him. Jurassic Express came out. Everyone celebrated. Had a good time. Okay, the uh, the producers just did a little bit of re uh, the producers just let me know. Uh, that Full Gear 2019 against Moxley in that Lights Out match. That was the last time Kenny Omega lost in singles competition. Damn. So nearly wow. two, so nearly two years. Yeah, short a a big few deal. Months. Big win for Christian then. Yeah. Um. Yeah, great stuff. Big moment. You love seeing it. Hot crowd, and uh, the crowd just kept getting hotter. Kept getting hotter, especially for this next match. <laughs> Uh, TNT Championship on the line. Miro taking on Fuego del Sol. Fuego del Sol. Uh, Sammy Guevara's bud. Um, yeah, I'm sure. During the dark times when the BTE Championship was on Sammy's channel, Fuego del Sol was uh, prominently featured. Um, <laughs> not you know, it's just it, it's, it's the channel's <laughs> content that uh, that I don't like. Not the uh, not the people on it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, a uh, little stipulation for this one. Fuego de Sol is not an AEW competitor. However, if he is able to win this championship against Miro, um, he would uh, earn himself a contract. I mean, I would hope so. You're the champ. I mean, that's the stip. Uh, that's the stip. He is the king of the Tornado <laughs> DDT. Uh, he, it's written yeah. right there on the contract, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you saw that. 
Uh, no, I didn't see that part. <laughs> it's but, like uh, you're not. <laughs> it, it's written like Fuego de Sol, and then like quote the human That's his <laughs> tornado, nickname. like the tornado DDT machine or something like that. Yeah. Well, he certainly lived up to it because right off the bat, the bell rings and he just jumps Miro by surprise with three consecutive tornado DDTs. So that got the crowd just like on their feet. Big near fall. Uh, for a second there, you almost believed in him. Miro was selling great. Uh, but then Miro shatters the dreams and just starts slamming him around, hits the massive super kick, and then locks in the game over. And taps him out, retains his title. Short but sweet. Short but sweet. I mean, the level of competition between these two is extreme, right? Miro's been dominating this mid-card division. Uh, yeah. lately. Of course, though, this wasn't where it was over, because after the match, the crowd is still chanting for Fuego del Sol. He's standing in the middle of the ring. Uh, when Tony Khan, who makes a rare kind of television appearance, and every single time <laughs> Tony Khan's on screen, he, he, it's like he, it, it's like never focused on him. It's just like, oh shit, he's there in the background, or oh shit, you know, he's like, take, he has a headset on. It's never like, yeah. oh my god, look at him. Uh, so anyways, Tony Khan comes out with Sammy Guevara. Uh, Tony Khan hands Sammy Guevara a uh, a, a, a a a clipboard, <laughs> as as it were, because of course you know he lost his opportunity, so he lost his AEW contract chance. However, Sammy Guevara comes down to the ring, lets him know, uh, "You're my best friend. Nobody's a harder worker than you." And Tony wanted me to give you an AEW contract. Crowd erupts, huge yes Woo. chance. The you, yeah. you Fuego get, gets emotional. You see, you it, see it streaming his... down his face through uh, the mask. Yeah, through the it. mask. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know this this insanely feel good moment. All the uh, and that was a shoot. That was yeah. a shoot. The reports are saying they kept it super secret until uh, until that moment, and you could you could see that emotion on his face. Yeah, that was real. And uh, wasn't it crazy that we did two things at once here? We had this like. Totally believable moment with, with the, a few near falls, and then obviously Miro's going to get a big kick in. He's He's been selling the hell out of a lot of these younger, faster guys in the past yeah. few weeks. He's, and in a good way. Oh, yeah. Like he's he's uh, yeah, I think it, it was Lee Johnson, and then there were, uh, Evil Uno got it. Dante Martin got a chance. Like, all these guys are getting chances, and he's like, he's really making us believe that they could have won. Uh, any of these matches, although they're like relatively all, you know, pretty short or whatever. Um, yeah. and you know, so we got, we got the squash, we had a lot of fun and this beautiful feel good moment at the very end. Um, Miro seems to be on the path of like world champion, not just like mid card champion. I mean, yeah, if he stays this dominant for a long time, then, uh. Uh, yeah, he could be going for it. Why the hell not, right? Why the hell um, not? Well, third match of the night. Oh, this is so quick. I love it. Third match of the night <laughs> because you know that we are in Britsburg. Uh, so that can only mean one thing. Britt Baker, our AEW Women's Champion, taking on Red Velvet despite uh, Britt Baker's um, uh, injured wrist. She has a broken wrist, you know. That's right. So she's got that thing. Uh, I don't know. She's got like a little splint on it or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyways, yes, of course. Huge reaction here. Hometown. Lots of DMD chants throughout. Um, but yeah, you know, good uh, evenly fought match. She got Rebel in her corner there who 
jumps in when she can, but uh, yeah, Red Velvet just targets that injured wrist of hers. And at one point, she rips off that protector, exposes the hand underneath. Rebel doesn't like that, so she tries to jump in, but this time the ref's had enough, ejects her out of the ring. So uh, Red Velvet hits Baker with a big super kick, and then a moonsault for a big near fall. And Britt fights back, hits a big curb stomp, but then Red Velvet kicks out of that. So, uh, and then Velvet tries to use Baker's own move against her with the lockjaw, but she can't get the fingers in the mouth, so Britt reverses it into her own lockjaw. But then Red Velvet grabs her injured wrist and just starts slamming it down, pounding away on it. So Baker switches it up and applies the lockjaw with the left hand, and that forces Red Velvet to tap. So Britt wins, retains her title to a standing ovation from the crowd. Stan, of course, you're in Britsburg. Of course you're going to get it, which is, which has got to be one of those things. Remember when Sami Zayn, there was that episode of Raw, or it must have been Raw, I think, from Montreal, uh, where he comes out for a moment of bliss, where he is the heel in the situation, you know, because it was something like he hates the WWE universe, they're yeah. all pawns, we know, whatever, classic heel shit, and, but because it's where you're from, they're just going to treat you like the ultimate baby face and love every single thing that you do. And this was a, that same kind of thing for Britt Baker here, who's, I think, supposed to still be a heel, I think. <laughs> I think so. I mean, it is, you know, it is, of course, yeah, kind of hard to say or whatever. But yeah, in that, in that Sami Zayn promo, and then it's just like, they just, he gets them to just keep singing his theme song. Without even playing the background, and then he's like, "Look, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. These these dummies, you know, like uh, that that kind of thing." Britt Baker could have said or done anything, any kind of heelish shit. Crowd would be going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but after the match, she goes to beat up Red Velvet some more. But Chris Statlander comes out and makes the save. But then she gets attacked by this woman dressed in black. Who, for a split second, looked like Becky Lynch to me. <laughs> I don't know if I... I thought the, ex I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, I saw a couple people say this online, so we all thought the same thing. I had a mild heart attack. I'm like, oh my god. But <laughs> mild. Very, that's very mild. Very mild. Yeah. No, that would be too impossible. Too much. But uh, this woman, she takes off the, the hood, the hat she's wearing, and it's Jamie Hayter, who uh, you may or may not remember, appeared on AEW like two years ago almost. But uh, anyway, she's here. Her and Britt, uh, I guess, partner. She stands tall with her to end the show. So, yeah, I pretty damn good. I also didn't remember her, but I feel like I I, I didn't recognize her face, but I kind of recognized her name, and it was just like, where yeah. would I have heard that before? It must have been on a previous episode of Dynamite or something, you know, or in one of the battle casino battle royals or something. But uh, yeah. Yeah, looks like AEW has another uh, another woman another woman to bring over to the roster. There you go. And uh, yeah, overall, I'd say a pretty damn good debut for Rampage. Just three great matches. Oh, of course, yeah. And you know, if 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 Rampage, who knows what kind of format they'll follow? Of course, the first dance tomorrow, which is going to be big for its own set of reasons. But if Rampage is just three matches with their top stars. <laughs> <laughs> every uh <laughs> every week hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah fucking right about <laughs> fucking right well um so that was friday night 
Rampage. Uh, I was at 10 p.m. Well, yeah, so we gotta go back in time. Just like we're Huey Lewis in the news looking for our flux capacitor here. Uh, because at 8 p.m., just two hours prior, um, WWE put on their own uh, little two-hour show. Uh, and you know what show I'm talking about. Of course, I'm talking about SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then, uh, I think it was on Friday before, though? No, no, wait, they used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Uh, two, Live. two shows before, of course, SummerSlam is this weekend. We will have a go-home show tomorrow, uh, but, um... We got to do our shit here. So, of course, it's the summer of Cena, baby. It is the summer of Cena. And how are we going to kick off this show? Then none other than the Peacemaker himself. Check out the Suicide Squad in theaters. It's pretty good. It? It's pretty good. I went on Monday. Uh, I, John Cena does a great job. It really is the summer of Cena between Fast 9 and Suicide <laughs> Squad. One could argue the two movies I've seen in theaters. One could argue the reason I've gone to the movie theaters. Has been to see John yeah. Cena. One thing I like about watching John Cena act, and now that people are watching him act, uh, whenever they know I like wrestling, and then you talk about John Cena, it's like, oh, I've been watching this for years now. This, like, I've been watching John Cena act for years. It's you who's <laughs> new to the party. Uh, right. Anyways, Summer of Cena, John Cena, Roman Reigns. Um, uh, this is this is what will probably be our main event. At uh at this year's SummerSlam, um, Cena gives him a report card, gives him a bunch of D's. Uh, <laughs> calls it, you know, he's a disappointment. Uh, he's gonna beat the hell out of you at SummerSlam. You know, you know how these promos work. Yeah, so that's how it starts off. Something so about Nikki out. Bella. <laughs> well, yeah, that comes in after Roman comes out, and uh, yeah, that's the first big line they drop or. Roman's like, yeah, 20 years, you're not good enough, just like you weren't good enough for Nikki Bella. So the crowd's like, ooh. <laughs> and then Cena's like, yeah, well, you've been protected the whole time you were here. You got protected by the shield. You almost ruined Seth Rollins. You ran Dean Ambrose out of WWE. Ooh. So I got our, our second ooh. And then, uh, yeah, Cena kept saying, all I need is one, two, three. I'll beat your ass. One, two, three. And then I'll jump the barricade and blow you a kiss, running off with the title. Which is a clear CM Punk reference. Um, but yeah, that was about it. Overall, pretty good promo, I thought. Some spicy lines thrown in there. Felt a bit more than the regular. Just, hey, you're bad, I'm good. Yeah, it was nearly <laughs> a half hour. <laughs> this this bit. But it, 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 it did feel really compelling just because it's John Cena. Like and, yeah. a, and, and I mean, he said Dean Ambrose. We haven't heard that name in a while. So I think the last time these guys fought at like an Extreme Rules. Remember that or a, a, a No yeah. Mercy like th two, Night three years ago, something like that, where it was the old Roman. This is like the new Roman, the guy who has upped his own mic skills. Uh, and this was great. This was, you know, just two. This was a really great opportunity for two dudes on the mic to sell us something. Um... Imagine that. Imagine Cena pulls a full punk and like takes it back to Hollywood <laughs> with him. I mean, if there's one, if that'd be cool. Yeah, and you know, and I'm thinking about this match and the way it's been building and Cena support and Roman Reigns's support. I mean, this could be this could be WWE's first five star match since Cena Punk. I don't know. Like, I, I give me a reason why it couldn't be. 
Dave uh, Meltzer. <laughs> well, he gave it that one. That was only 10 years ago. Um, I know, I know, I know. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. I, th- uh, I think this could be it. Roman has been... I mean, my expectations are there. I think it could Roman's been circling the fucking four-plus star matches ever since he returned. And uh, why Why not? Just fucking why not, you know? Just, just why not? Yeah, why not? Indeed. Um, that would also be John Cena's record-breaking 17th world title reign, which would make him the... The most of all time. The most ever, yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah. That peacemaker uh, costume with the with the universal championship strapped around it, covered with <laughs> covered with blood, as per his character's kind of mo. Yeah. Well, we got ourselves an intercontinental title match here. Apollo Cruz defends against King Nakamura, who, uh, yeah, crowd is hot for him. They're loving Boogs, uh, but in the middle of the match, Boogs just jumps on the apron and starts shredding. This distracts Apollo, but the referees have none of that, so he ejects Boogs to the back. Aziz tries to take advantage of this and slides in the ring, but the refs is like, no, no, you two, you're out of here. So we get a nice clean match for the rest of it, and yeah, pretty good. Uh, they just go back and forth until Nakamura hits the Kinsasha and wins the IC title, just like that. Just like that, congratulations, Chad Morgan. This is the second IC title reign, um, you know. But I think one thing for me that overshadows the win is more the Apollo Cruz loss. Uh, there was like a, that br- he had a little bit of momentum briefly, and then this whole Corbin Nakamura thing took over the mid card, and yeah. uh, I sorry, we sort of see Apollo Cruz's time at the top um, end, sort of. Abruptly, almost, you know, a nondescript rivalry to uh, to finish it off. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, the the title switch was surprising. Yeah, and yeah, they, they Apollo. Yeah, he, they started building him up for a few months, and now, yeah, he just kind of have fallen off, and he's probably gonna disappear now for a little while. Yeah, almost like there was this. There's has been this little handful of people post Mania where we kind of put uh, we we kind of put Apollo Cruz, Sheamus. The raw tag, uh, like sort of belts where it was just like they've been in limbo in this post mania stretch, and uh, he just sort of fell into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, then we get the Street Profits taking on the Alpha Academy, and uh, yeah, no, it was fine. I think the the only real part I remember is Ford hitting this just big topic and hero to Otis on the floor where he. Nearly overshoots it, lands on his head. Cause the man can't jump and not have him go like 20 feet. <laughs> He's just crazy. But anyways, Angelo Dawkins hits his finisher on Gable, gets a three count. Gets the bang, bang, bang. With the, uh, the, the shaved Otis. Still haven't gotten used to it. <laughs> no, and uh, still have no idea what... I don't I think... Mean, I, don't th- yeah. I don't think this belt is on... Oh, who? No, the Usos I mean, the, have it. Yeah, it's Usos, Usos Mysterios. It, Usos Mysterios sounds like it would be the one that's on the card. Why not give it a fucking four-way? Four-way tag. I was say, Why the hell like not? No one else is getting. Why yeah, the hell no one not? Else is getting a crack. No. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Uh, you know, tag gauntlet <laughs> eliminator. See, there's a lot of stipulations that you can put into a match that you don't need a reason to. You know, like, you go into the uh, the, the cage match when a lot of people interfere. Or, you know, the Hell in a Cell, kind of like, you know, or the last man standing. Like, you, there, there's reasons, logical booking things to have sort of have people in there. 
four man fucking tag for a belt. There's no reason you don't need a reason for that. Or like tag a good time. gauntlet eliminator thing. You don't need a reason for that. Just fucking say it and then we'll believe it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh Seth Rollins came out, cuts a promo on Edge, just insults him. I don't think Edge was around this week. So I think Edge was it. on a pre taped. Like they sort oh, of had yeah, his yeah. response little... on the on the Jumbotron. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Uh, then we get the Mysterios taking on Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. Um, yeah, Dominic's looking to hit the 619. The Usos appear on the screen, distracts him, or they try to. It doesn't work. Dominic, Dominic catches Roode in a victory roll and gets a three count. So at least the champs didn't lose. At least the champs didn't Very lose. Fun. Um, no, wait, no, they're not the champs. Oh, right. yeah, God. Dominic, <laughs> look, Dominic looking a little, uh, a little more in ring shape. These days, I don't know if you've noticed that. Then when he kind of started, you know, I mean, he's a kid still, right? But he feels like he's kind of leaned out a little bit. Uh, Dominic Mysterio also leaning into the, like he al- like he already has tattoos on the back of his hands and on his knuckles, like before covering the rest of the arms first. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that about him in like recent weeks. You know, you kind of notice when people get new tattoos or whatever. He jumped straight to the on the hand tattoos instead of you know going up the bicep or something uh yeah. that, that was what i kind of noticed <laughs> well i guess he's committed he's like this is my career i can do what the fuck i want and i mean yeah, uh, i think you're raised kid you know you're you, you think to yourself well hell even if my future within wwe isn't a guarantee like just look around the world you know the, yeah, the myster- my last name will get me the a job mysterio anyway. name will get you a job you are <laughs> right just have your dad walk you down to fucking ringside and you're good <laughs> uh baron corbin comes out to give his last plea to the crowd and says he's near filing bankruptcy and he asks each member of the audience to donate one thousand dollars and he's even got a credit card reader on his phone <laughs> that's the uh, little thing <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin Owens comes out to interrupt and says this embarrassment needs to stop. And uh, you know what, Corbin, if you beat me in a match right now, I'll give you a thousand dollars. But if I win, this begging stops. And then Owens hits him with a stunner. Ref comes out. Uh, we have the match. Nothing special here. Eventually, Owens hits a sunset flip and pins Corbin for the three count, like that. So he can't beg anymore. And then right after the match, he's interviewed backstage, but he ends up grabbing uh, Big E's Money in the Bank briefcase and just runs away with it. Mm-hmm. So he thinks he's the Money in the Bank holder now. I mean, if you have the briefcase, doesn't that what it means? <laughs> well, they sell them at shows, so any kid can be a Money in the Bank holder. Yeah, but I think, I mean, remember the whole Otis Miz thing and they went to trial and JBL was there? Like, yeah. it seems as though... <laughs> Judging by last year's logic, you don't have to earn the Money in the Bank championship to have it. You just have to, like, uh, be more possessive of it. <laughs> well, we'll see how it shakes out. I'm sure Big E will muscle his way back. Uh, of course. Well, hey, I mean, I think Corbin's sitting on a uh, probably an eight or nine match loss streak right now. So maybe ten can be uh, at the hands of Big E. Yeah. Sonya Deville is in the ring to host the contract signing between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks for their SummerSlam match. So they come out, they cut some promos. 
Banks says, you used that stanky hair against me at WrestleMania. Left me scarred. You expect me to come back and be your best friend? Get real, bitch. And then she brings out Carmella and Zelina Vega as witnesses um, as she signs her contract. And then Belair signs her name, and then a big brawl erupts. Belair flips the table onto Sasha, but then it's three on one. They all beat Bianca down, and Sasha just slams her into the table, locks her in the bank statement, using Belair's braid in her mouth. <laughs> uh, and that's how we go off the air. And that's how we fade off the air. Um, you know what? And un- unfortunately, throughout like or throughout the pandemic, this was like one of the best belts we had. But post Mania, I would almost put this, you know, the SmackDown women's kind of thing, slightly around that previous group that we mentioned, you know, with the IC title and the United States title. And I'm sure Bailey's injury had something to do with whatever would happen. But Bianca Belair has to win on the weekend just to kind of repeat Mania, right? I think she has to win because if not, then what was it all for? Uh, you know, she wins at Mania <laughs> just to have Sasha Banks take it right back. In like her yeah. first match right. back, it does feel a bit weird. I wonder if Bailey was meant to, you know, sort of be in the middle somewhere there. This could have been triple threat opportunities. Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel? Well, um, I think the match will be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, what? But. How would? How will it be different than Mania? I mean, maybe this time Sasha cheats her way into a victory, and then as she celebrates, wow, one Becky Lynch, exactly, wow, exactly, because you know WWE, all the buzz is going to be CM Punk. They're going to want to have their own big return that weekend. And who yeah. better than uh, the Straight Fire, the man Becky Lynch? Yeah, who knows? She could help. She could help. Uh, you know, Bianca Belair win in a way. You know, Sasha. That to, as well. Yeah. Sasha's about to do something, but uh, yeah, I see Becky Lynch as being. You know, I mean, she's so over. We know this. Everybody wants her back. We know this. It's like she could come out, help Bianca Belair win, and then just fucking crush <laughs> Bianca Belair after the match. Like she could turn heel immediately, and we would still cheer the fuck out of her because we just want her to win. Oh, yeah. You know, it'd be one of those weird <laughs> things. So, like we were saying about Britsburg, like we were saying about Sami Zayn coming back to uh, Montreal. Like, Becky Lynch at the point where she, heel or face, she's going to get the biggest reaction. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that pop, it's been over a year since, well, the crowds weren't even around when she left. So, it's been like, it'll have been like a year and a half by the time she finally comes back. Wow. So, it's, it's going to be a big, big pop. It's going to be a big pop. Big pop. Let's move on through the wrestling week. The very next day, Triple Mania 29, main event. Kenny Omega. That's right. Andrade. Andrade. Idolo. Did you watch it? Uh, I saw some highlights. Didn't watch the whole match. But, uh, yeah, I saw that he was accompanied to the ring by our Tweet of the Week champion, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Um, yeah, so fresh off his release. Uh, just jumping right in with his... I guess soon to be son-in-law, Andrade. Soon to be son-in-law, I think. Um, uh, yeah, it was a great match. I did. W- I did watch the whole thing. Uh, I watched it live. Also, I think I like. I found myself. I'm home, and I kind of look at my watch. I'm like, oh shit! I th- it would probably be starting right about now. Uh, it's in Spanish, so you don't really know what's going on. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Besides, you know what the wrestling is. Besides that, yeah, you know what's going on. It was okay. I got to say, it was an okay match. 
Uh, I was super expecting yeah. Andrade to win. Kenny Omega gets the greasy win, you know, with a little bit of help from that championship. Get thrown to the ring. One winged angel onto the belt. I get it. Protecting Andrade a little bit. Uh, yeah. That would have been a lot. I for did Ke see Ric Flair get in there for a bit. Ric Flair. So, Rick, so Conan four. is on Kenny Omega's side. And Ric Flair is on Andrade's side. And there was a moment where both Ric Flair and Andrade are given the figure four to Conan and uh, Kenny Omega, yeah. respectively. <laughs> and then there's a moment where, you know, the chop back and forth. But, you know, Andrade chops Kenny and then Nature Boy uh, chops Kenny. It was like one of those like, yeah. wow, Kenny Omega and Ric Flair in a wrestling ring in Mexico is one of the is that's the classic i bet you didn't have that on your 2021 bingo <laughs> card uh who would who would have thunk that <laughs> right yeah and i uh, i saw a much circulated online photo of backstage andrade rick flair and one charlotte flair all three of them posed together yeah uh, a future stable, perhaps. Future stable. Well, Mike, I don't know if you've heard that one step even prior, of course. Uh, there was a live show, a live WWE show that night where Charlotte Flair was meant to perform in the city of Charlotte, her home city. <laughs> and guess what? She ditched it for to hang this. Uh, yeah. That's a boss-ass move. That's a boss-ass move. That's an elite move. <laughs> but yeah, Andrade losing <laughs> felt weird. I thought, may, I, but I kind of get it. I guess if Andrade or Kenny Omega losing two nights in a row, like, that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, I heard that was part of it. Tony Khan's like, ah, you know, maybe we should hold off. Yeah, so kind of pr protecting the finish a little bit so that Andrade can win it one day. Uh, I get it. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard Meltzer say the same kind of thing, that the match was okay, but not great. Like, uh, and it was mostly because of, I mean, not to put the blame on Andrade, but Kenny Omega's Kenny Omega. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I thought the same kind of thing. Andrade's, like, in dress pants, which just feels bizarre. And, you know, he has, Andrade has this match against Pac coming up at All Out, uh, which we get kind of confirmation on a little bit later. And I'm like, and same kind of thing like you just said. I know who Pac is. I know what he can do, so it's it might be on you, Andrade. It might be on you to kind of bring that match up. Uh, but that was Saturday night. Uh, watch it if you want, man, or don't if you don't want to. Uh, let's move across the brand because we cruise right through Sunday. Uh, there's no football to watch, so you can get to bed nice and early uh, because we know you're going to be up late on Monday nights because we have Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Which is our go-home show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. By the letter of the law. By the letter of the law. And you know how we like the law here on um, here on the Shoot Brothers. Raw. Raw. Yes. Raw <laughs> law. <laughs> Coming up uh, down to the ring. <laughs> we kick off this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. A little video package of Orton Riddle. Uh, and it's Randy Orton who ends up coming down to the ring very first. Just to address what he did to the bro of bros. Yeah, he's like, you know, I don't need friends. Uh, but then Riddle comes out, gets in the ring and says, I know why you did it, Randy. You were just teaching me, bro. I've been hitting RKO's in honor of the friendship, but I wasn't doing it right. So you had to come back and just show me how to do it. So I learned my lesson and maybe we can give this team another chance. 
bring back RK, bro. Uh, but before Orton can even respond, AJ Styles and Omos come out. AJ says he's sick of this bro stuff and challenges Riddle to a match. Now we just jump right in. That it. was simple. We just get right into it. AJ, yeah. Riddle, they've done this before. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Randy, at first, he's reluctantly standing in Riddle's corner, but Riddle goes for a fist bump, and Randy just leaves him hanging, walks away up the ramp. So, the match goes on, and, yeah, like you said, Riddle, AJ, we're, we know what we're gonna get. Good stuff from them. Uh, AJ's working over the leg. Omos, on the outside, distracts Riddle, which allows Styles to hit him with a big Styles clash. And that gets him the three count. So only Rand Riddle had Randy in his corner. He go to bed okay. Oh, Randy. Randy Orton. Randy. 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 <laughs> uh, isn't it? it it's weird. Uh, so we kick off the show. Just so you know, Mike, did you know that these two men's age combined is a whopping 85? <laughs> AJ Styles is a 44-year-old man. Randy Orton is a 41-year-old man. And guess what? They kick off the show and have the longest match of the night. Really? <laughs> we, well, it's so weird how AJ is used. He's AJ's used almost like just to be like, we need someone to put on a great match for a long time. And then who can do it? Show of hands. And you can just see Vince <laughs> kind of scanning everyone in the back. And he's like, hey, AJ, fucking get out he there. He sees that glove and he goes, you. <laughs> you see, yeah, he sees that glove. Uh, you know, come on. That's he's like, AJ, stand up. He's like, I am, boss. I am. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, it is great to see that. Um, here, these guys, I don't, I am, I'm not want to say they're old guys, you know, but um, it's crazy how it's crazy <laughs> how AJ yeah. just continues to do it, you know. Yeah, he's he's damn good. He's 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 truly one of the best to lace up the boots. He's got to be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nikki Ash up next, taking on Rhea Ripley. Um, I mean, this is all they've been doing the last month. It's not even 50-50 booking. It's 33.3 booking. 33.3333 <laughs> booking. Yeah, because everyone's beat everyone at this point. And, uh, yeah, this time, I guess it was uh, Rhea Ripley's turn to win. So she hits the Riptide, pins poor Nikki a week before her title defense. And then I think Charlotte was there. And yeah, then Charlotte comes Charlotte. out. Yeah, you, we we know how we know how that goes. Uh, you know, Nikki might look like a superhero, almost. Um, but she's being booked like a uh, she's being booked like a live laugh love poster. You know, it's, it's just <laughs> she's inspiring. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, you know, Charlotte. I think Charlotte was actually on commentary for this one. Um, yeah, she was doing her thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping this will be like last month where. The build wasn't that good, but then when the match came around, Ripley and Charlotte, they nailed it. Oh yeah, so. that match was that match was fantastic. That match was fantastic, and it's weird that we thought that Rhea would take a back seat to kind of repackage and then come back. Nope, yeah. uh, she's still there, and I think I they're at least leaning into her being babyface more. A now. little bit more, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah, crowds like. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how this one. We'll talk about it a little bit later. I don't know how this one's gonna finish. No. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll see. There's also that, that wild card we mentioned earlier could show up on either of these. Yes. Oh, that, yes. That that bright orange wild card. <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, we get a handicap match here. Drew McIntyre taking on Veer and Shanky. And if Drew wins, those two are banned from ringside for the SummerSlam match against Jinder Mahal. But if Drew loses, he cannot bring his Claymore Angela to ringside. His sword. Okay. His sword. <laughs> yes, his sword. Uh, anyway, they try their best, but Drew overcomes the handicap and hits the Claymore and gets the win. And then afterwards, he cuts a pretty bad promo. Yeah, it's it, isn't it weird that like we have so uh, we have a doll fake winking, a CGI <laughs> doll wink, and somebody yeah. who actually thinks he's going to get stabbed with a huge knife. Jinder Mahal <laughs> is convinced that Drew McIntyre will commit murder on pay per view. Yeah. Uh, feels a little bit. Feels like he's taking it a bit too seriously. It is a prop. It is a prop, guys. Guys, it's just a prop. No one's getting stabbed. It might be sharp. I'm sure if you hit somebody with it, it could hurt. Yeah, but we're Gender, not. Gender, you're not getting stabbed. You're not going to be gored in front of a pay-per-view audience as much as many <laughs> fans, I'm sure, would like to see that. Well. Uh, not uh, bad, but yeah, at least they're banned from ringside, um, which changes. I mean, I, I feel like in every, in every single iteration of Gender Mahal we've seen, there's this moment where... Yeah, it's just it was the it was uh, the Singh brothers before Veer and Shanky now get him away from ringside. So at least like that doesn't exist. But hey, like you just said in the previous segment, there is that wild card, that fiery red <laughs> wild card. Uh, <laughs> who could change? Who could change? Literally any match. Becky Lynch could interfere in every single match <laughs> that we have on SummerSlam. The crowd would go nuts. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine that just comes out like so. She comes out and helps a baby face in the first match. Everyone's like, "Yeah." Next match, she comes out and helps the heel. Everyone's like, "Yeah." <laughs> she, yeah like, she just flip flops back and forth. <laughs> she can do no wrong. Helping whoever the fuck she wants. Yeah, I'd like that. Book it, Vince. Book <laughs> it. Uh, then we have John Morrison coming out to host Moist TV. Which, uh, as you can imagine, is pretty much the exact same as Ms. TV, but they went all out in the prop department. They got a kiddie pool. They had an inflatable tube. It was nice. It was uh, nice. Did I mention the kiddie pool? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, Voice TV, he brings out his guest, the Miz, who comes walking out on that newly revealed, all-heeled leg of his, and... Uh, you know, some slight uh, dissension between the two here. Morrison was asking Miz if he was pretending to be injured, and Miz says he's not a liar, and Damian Priest comes out. Miz reveals that he was cleared weeks ago, and then Morrison's like, whoa, what? Weeks? So, bit of tension here. Uh, definitely seems like they're leaning into a babyface turn for Morrison, because, uh, yeah, the crowd's loving him right now, that Johnny Drip thing. That Johnny Drip, um, huge uh, gamble uh, with, of course, Moist TV, Mike. Uh, it's a thing around the internet. I know a couple people. I think they're <laughs> insane. I think these people are insane. But they're, um, uh, the, uh, the word moist is like a phobia. People don't like the way it sounds and kind of what it means and would much rather say something like wet. Uh, it's like, a, it's actually, do you know anybody who like this? Or maybe Mike, you yourself uh, are like this. There not, are people not a, not a phobia, but I know people who think anytime they hear the word, it's like dirty. Yeah. It's like, or they kind of shudder a little bit. Like, ugh, like it's, yeah, yeah. yeah not so, even like, yeah. They're like moist. That's dirty. I'm like, 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So they really leaned into it, and they got the uh, <laughs> they made some props. So that means it's gonna be back. We're gonna get some more moist TV, and could mean Johnny Drip Drip taking on the Miz uh, sometime down the road. Yeah, they're they're laying the seeds for that. Yeah. Uh, but for now, we get Damian Priest taking on the Miz. Uh, the Miz was not ready to wrestle. He's in his loafers and pants. And Sheamus comes out to do commentary. Uh, in the middle of the match, Miz reaches out for the drip stick, but Morrison pulls it away from the Miz and just leaves him hanging. So once again, uh, then Priest takes over, starts mocking Sheamus. He looks, stares at him on the commentary as he's doing his taunt, beating the chest, and then he hits a perfect brogue kick to get the win, which really pissed off Sheamus. Really pissed him off. Yeah, and that custom Celtic warrior mask he's got on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Seamus, Damien Priest, probably. That's our SummerSlam match, yeah. probably. Yeah, I think it's happening. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, we go backstage. Eva Marie orders Dewdrop to, on a mission to go and steal Lily from Alexis Playground. So Dewdrop wanders over. She snatches the doll and then stares into her face looking horrified. And then just hands it back to Alexa. But this time we did not see what she saw. We can only imagine the horror that was in there. We can only stage. imagine the uh, <laughs> the terrible, terrible things. Yeah. Uh, Mace takes on Mansoor up next. And, uh, you know, Mace actually looked pretty good here when you actually let him wrestle for a bit. Uh, he's got Mansoor covered for the pin when Mustafa Ali just drop kicks him from the outside. Behind the ref's back. And that reverses the pin in favor of Mansoor, who gets the three count. So, you know, baby faces cheat sometimes. Hey, you gotta cheat to win. I heard that. <laughs> so, I saw that on a wrestling shirt somewhere. You gotta cheat to win? <laughs> cheat to win? With the two? Number two? I don't know if it was the number two. <laughs> cheat to win. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton takes on Omos up next. Uh... Which, I mean, this has got to be the biggest singles match of Omos' career. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So Orton's trying to take down the Giant. Goes for some RKO right away. Gets shoved off. And, uh, yeah, he just gets tossed around for a little bit. Orton's trying to chip away at him. Goes for another RKO. But this time he gets shoved down to the floor. And then AJ just runs over and kicks him in the gut. Causing the DQ. Pretty lame. But <laughs> I guess they didn't want either guy to lose, really, so... Yeah, pretty lame, but yeah, that would be Omos's probably first. You know, this was. I mean, maybe he's. This may have been his first singles match ever, if not two or three. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, having him lose definitely wouldn't have been the way they would have wanted. Yeah, so they do that, and then afterwards they just beat down Orton some more until Riddle runs out, makes the save, knocks AJ out. Uh, so Omos carries AJ to the back and. Uh, the crowd's just chanting, RK bro, as Riddle helps Orton up off the mat. Randy grabs a microphone and says, After all that I've done to you, Riddle, you still came out here and had my back tonight. So you know what, kid? You've earned my respect. RK bro is back. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, crowd cheers. Uh, they shake hands. And then Randy is the one that initiates the hug, pulls him in. Wow. And then, and then Riddle just says, Randy... You make me so happy. Uh, it's kind of funny. 
So RK Bro back together. And then Riddle just tells us right now that at SummerSlam, RK Bro is going to challenge AJ and Omos for mm -hmm. the tag title. I feel like they could have put this, they could have found a way to make this and the opening segment one instead of having these guys come out multiple times, you know, maybe maybe had a match elsewhere, you know, or kind of given more time somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Instead of having, you know, these two things separately. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I love it when a team comes together and they make a name, f f literally make a name <laughs> for themselves. Like a custom team. Yeah, just having, yeah. you know, how long was it Ziggler and Rude before somebody came up with the dirty, you know, RK bro, it's right fucking there. Remember Y2AJ? It was just like, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I like it just like easy, quick, boom, give them a name, give them something to fight for. And uh, these will be, uh, this is a match at SummerSlam. Yeah, should be a fun match. Mm -hmm. We go backstage, Jeff Hardy is being interviewed when Karrion Cross attacks him because they have a match right up next. So uh, Jeff starting with a disadvantage there. It makes all the difference as Cross just manhandles him. Applies the cross jacket, gets the quick submission win. And this is probably what their first match should have been if you want people to think cross is a big deal. So I don't know what I don't know what they want us to think about anything. <laughs> uh to be a TBH. Yeah. Um Oh well. I mean at all, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Cross, but I'm glad at least he won here because I mean he should be beating Jeff Hardy if he's coming up and supposed to be one of your top guys. He's supposed to be, right? That's what they keep telling us. But <laughs> I, uh, we will see. We'll see how that TakeOver 36 ends, whether he walks out champion or no. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage once more for Eva Marie. She's pissed at Dewdrop for not retrieving Lily Doll. So she says this is like a slap in the face and then hits Dewdrop with two real slaps in the face to show her. So uh, hopefully, hopefully SummerSlam will be when the breakup happens. Uh, it could be, yeah, because, uh, I mean, what, they've, it's been two months, so it's time to break them up? Yeah, that sounds Seems about right. Like uh, we then go off-site to 24-7 uh, champion Reggie from earlier in the day, hanging out his, hanging out, uh, his favorite place, the park, lots of stuff to jump around on, and, of course, our truth Tozawa show up, disguised as a, a bush and a garbage can, they try to ambush him. They chase Reggie, he just flips around, swings off tree branches, and then just jumps in his car and drives away. Classic 24-7 nonsense. Yeah, typical Reggie. Uh, but then we get a continuation. So last week we saw Elias take his guitar and th put it in a fire, burn it up. Uh, but now we follow up, it's the next morning, and the fire has burnt his guitar. And we now see him carrying a giant tombstone which is Elias 2017 to 2021. And then he says, the music didn't fail me. It just wasn't enough. WWE stood for a walk with Elias, but Elias is dead. Now, so, I thought the more yeah. impressive thing was that I don't, I would honestly say Elias accomplished a lot as a four-year-old. Um, <laughs> within his Hell. four years of life, he put on more muscle mass than I could ever, even if I tried. He played yeah. guitar in front of sold-out arenas. Uh, thick full beard thick full full beard he accomplished honestly he honestly one has the most fulfilling <laughs> four years of anybody's life yeah but uh the poor kid's dead and uh we'll see what he resurrects as 
Yeah, uh, WWE stands for uh, wait with everyone. Ilias. <laughs> Ilias. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's keep going. This show never ended. This uh, this Monday Night Raw never ended, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, we're at our last match of the evening, at least. Uh, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte Flair and a mystery partner who ends up being Nia Jax. Okay. I haven't uh, seen her a little while. injured here a year prior. Yeah. She's got her new curly hair going on, though. It's working for her. Yeah, no, uh, no, and no Shayna to be seen. I can't remember the last time we saw Shayna. Yeah. And to be fair, I think I did say Nia had one of her best matches ever last week. Last so. week, yeah, when she got bloodied up. <clears throat> so her and Nikki, yeah, they got a bit of chemistry going on here. Uh, Nia, she had the crowd going, and uh, they were hating on her as she performed a stink face on poor Nikki. Um so thank God Nikki's got that little mask on. Give her an extra layer against that <laughs> big ass in her face. But, uh, yeah, Naya beats on Nikki. Big clothesline. Charlotte hits her with the pump kick. Uh, but Nikki gets to Rhea for the hot tag. So she goes on a roll. Uh, but then Naya takes over. Climbs up the turnbuckle ready to jump off. But Charlotte tags herself in. Hits the natural selection and steals the pin to get the win. Get the win. In another instance, we had two or four of the matches I think we had this week could have been maybe moved to two. Uh, of course, we had yeah. Styles, Riddle, and then, you know, Omos, Randy, and then also, you know, Rhea, Nikki, and then those two again, Charlotte, Nia. Uh, yeah, I feel like we could have maybe molded some of these together. Match was all right. Nothing wrong with it. Just I didn't get hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really special about it. Uh, they close the show with the Goldberg, Bobby Lashley face to face. So Goldberg comes out first, cuts a promo, mentions his son Gage, who's seen sitting in the front row. And at this point, I feel like he's going to get involved in the match at some point on Sunday or Saturday. But, uh, anyways, Lashley comes out with MVP. They start talking some trash and, you know, same old, you're old Goldberg. You're going to lose. Goldberg says, bullshit. Lashley takes a swing. Goldberg ducks, hits him with a spear, and then he grabs his son, gets him to hop the barrier, and they walk up the ramp together. Yeah. And then um, he's like, this is my boy. You don't touch my boy. So weird. What a weird, like, <laughs> this isn't the father storyline. Like, uh, what am I trying to think? You remember, who was the guy who was like, I got kids? That was his shtick. Heath Slater? Heath Slater. I was much more into him as a father than Goldberg as a father. Like, I don't care about Goldberg's relationship with his kids, but I do care about Heath Slater because, like, they're really... His gimmick was, I'm a dad first and a wrestler <laughs> second. Where Goldberg's gimmick is, like, no, I'm, like, a, I'm like a you know, dominant first and then, like, a dad second. I don't know. It's just, like, a one step removed. Even when Samoa Joe was going off on AJ Styles and his family, I'm like, fuck you, Samoa Joe. AJ's a good dad. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, yeah. like you know, I, I just never bought into this father thing. So having your son there, really, <laughs> honestly, I think, you know, because, yeah, this Gage kid. Gage? That's his name? Gage, Gage. Yeah. Like, Gage is going to take probably not a spear, maybe a jack jackknife, jackhammer, what's it called? Uh, he'll take one of those bumps, maybe, and then kind of sign. And then after the match on Twitter, they'll announce that he signed a deal to the Performance <laughs> Center. Maybe. I think that's kind of all. Um, but certainly yeah. this title, this may, this title 
compared to Cena Roman. Uh, it, you almost can't even compare the two. No, you can just throw this match on the middle of the show. Throw it on the fucking pre-show so I don't have to watch it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, especially when you think about, you know, SmackDown opened with the the big promo between Cena and Reigns, and then Raw ended with the big promo between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, and boy, that one hit fucking way harder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think with Goldberg, we kind of already know what we're going to get. It's uh, probably going to be like a five-minute match, and... I don't know. I think, well, I mean, you said it. You don't, you hope it's on the pre-show, so that's all you really want is just a couple minutes, right? I did see, um, uh, God, somewhere on, somewhere Twitter or Instagram or something, a fan had just compared, because both, you know, AEW and WWE will have both been doing this, bringing back old guys, bringing back people who are going to put meat in the seats, bringing back names who are going to have somebody watch on television, you know, on on the other channel. You know, we see Christian Cage come out. We see Sting come out. Even, you know, these weird Taz, Conan kind of pop guys. (laughs) And then here on this show, yeah, we do see, you know, guys like Cena return, uh, Goldberg return, even, you know, Taker and Shawn Michaels those few years back, right? But uh, I think this person had just compared Christian or Goldberg's like last whatever matches compared to Christian's only his AEW matches just in length of time. And it's something like this year and this year, uh, just within AEW, you know, cause Christian cage came back at the rumble, but he had not wrestled for however long prior to that, just his AEW matches were a total of like an hour and 42 minutes. For nine, ten matches, whatever it was. But then it's like uh, Goldberg's last uh, whatever singles matches. I think, yeah, it was just like since Mania of last year. It's like ten minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Ten minutes in a year and a half of wrestling versus a guy like Christian Cage doing... An hour plus in uh in three months, right? It's all about it's all about how you use these guys and what they can do. That's it. That is it. And God, that was a long first half, but I think that was the first half of the show, Mike. We should take a break. Yeah, let's takey a breaky. Takey a breaky. We're gonna come back. <laughs> we have our entire second half, NXT, AEW Dynamite, and don't forget about our little uh, we're gonna book the cards for Takeover and SummerSlam, so stick around. Oh yeah. Let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, brother, brother, yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, brother, brother, yeah. Man, so last night, uh, a friend at work has a Switch. Oh yeah. And he's got uh, Mario Kart 8 on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike, I've explained to you before how I'm inexplicably amazing at that game. <laughs> How about have this ever come up conversation? Now I, I don't, think yeah 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 like I don't know if I could beat you. Uh, and <laughs> two hundred CC I can't uh, you know maybe a couple cups I can get three stars, but yeah. at one fifty CC three stars is the like expected level of I, I don't I have no idea how. Because uh, I'm not particularly skilled at like other games, you know. I, you know, it's I'm not amazing at shooters or sports games, or whatever. But this one, for some reason, it just clicks. And uh, a friend at work, who is I think is 26, maybe 25. He's a mm-hmm. so he's a young guy who plays his Switch, 
And for the past, you know, week, a week and a half, just kind of been a little shit talking back and forth. Uh, you know, um, I'll, I, I, I've gotten three stars on all the 150 CCs. I'm like, that's great. I can do that without even practicing. You know, well, yeah, you know, you were shit talking. So last mm -hmm. night, the showdown, because also I didn't want to play. You know, the Switch has the half remote. Yeah, I didn't want to play with that. I'm like, I, I know what you're saying. I, I uh, you know, he was like, just play with the half remote. I'm like, I know what you're saying, but like, I need to, I need the full controller. Like, it's just, yeah. I, it's what I need. Yeah. So, so last night he shows up with a spare full controller. He's like, let's go, <laughs> punk. And I say to him, boy, you are not gonna like what you see. <laughs> First cup, I think it was the uh, the star cup. Uh, yeah. It has the Dolphin Shoals, which is one of my favorite uh, tracks. It has uh, the Wario, uh, the downhill Wario one. Yeah, with the big twirly loop in the middle. And yeah, all that. yeah, I can't remember. And then I can't remember what the other two are. Anyways, I haven't played Mario Kart Eight in probably no November of 2019. <laughs> three stars immediately Ooh. broke it out like it wasn't even fucking close and i got every single race i got blue shelled twice i got blue shelled <laughs> twice in every single race pulled out a dub we played uh, one of the other cups i can't remember which uh where i only got two stars i got three first place finishes and then one uh third or fourth i think but um i don't know yeah, i have you... no idea why hey some things are just natural. And, you know, it feels good as a, I mean, I'm, I'll be 30 in a couple months, but it feels good as being like a, like an adult beating like a kid at a video game. You're like, <laughs> I, I now understand the joy that my stepdad used to take when we would play Madden 2004 on PS2 and he would just crush me just because you have like, I, I get it. I mean, he's like three years younger than you. He's not a kid. But it, but it feels like a kid. <laughs> it feels, you know, I'm yeah. beating someone younger than me. No, you should feel better. He's a grown man. You beat a grown skilled. That's man. That's a good point. So I beat a better. grown skilled man, and uh, yeah, I just yeah, I, he owns the switch. You don't even own a switch. He can practice all day. If all he day, wants. right? I just come in with nothing. Uh, I really, yeah. I really, really like that game. <laughs> it's <laughs> One, fun, probably yeah. because I'm good it at it, while, and two, it's just. Yeah, it's just fun. It's, uh, you know, that's the thing about uh, certain Nintendo games. They're timeless. You can play them forever. And the way they just kind of up, you know, they just kind of re-release that one or whatever. Uh, yeah, and there's, yeah, there's like 10 cups. You're like, holy fuck. Mm -hmm. All the extras. and Of yeah. course, if you are wondering, it's, uh, so I use Dry Bowser. Uh, Dry with, Browser. With, it's, uh, I think it's like, a, I don't remember which one it is, but it's a four-wheeled vessel. Uh, <laughs> that it's, it's blue, but it's not the race car one. It's like another one that's just low and blue. Use small ass wheels. I like the sponge wheels, and uh, then uh, kind of throw in whatever the whatever the uh, parachute or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's my combo. I, think I liked uh, I liked Roy. Okay, yeah, sunglasses. Another cool guy. Another cool heavy yeah. guy. He was another heavy. Yeah, another yeah. heavy guy with the heavy cart. Exactly. That's wise. Lots of power drifting, boosting. Boo -boo -boo. It's all about the power drifting. And one thing that I was uh, that I told this guy, my friend Ned, about that I've been doing that I was doing in the Mario Kart days, but I guess that skill didn't translate to this younger generation. Is that like when you get an item, let's say, but you're in a higher position, you have you have a green shell, one mm -hmm. solo green shell item. 
You just press L2 or Z or whatever and just hold it back there. Always. Yeah. Always. This kid wasn't doing it? And when I, when I was doing I told him, I'm like, because he's like, oh, I shot a blue, I shot a red shell at you. And I was like, oh, I had a banana behind me. It's like, what do you yeah. mean? It's like, oh, yeah, just hold it out. And then. Oh, he doesn't know that. Then, yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, oh, fucking kids. Kids these yeah, days. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, no, that's key. Holding the item and then you, you're. You're free to pick up a second one as well, and sometimes you drive three laps holding an item behind you. you oh, of course, it, yeah. Nothing, <laughs> nothing is more valuable to me than a singular red shell I can hold behind me while I'm in first. Cause what about triple red shell? Well, of course. That, I mean, obviously, yeah. Obviously, like a blue <laughs> shell or or the uh, the grenade. Well, you know, if you if you ever had a bullet, blue shell in first place, I've never gotten it. No, you hit yourself. It's pretty funny. Oh. It just goes. I mean, well, honestly, up. actually, the most valuable, I would say, would be the uh, the horn when you're in first place. So, but oh, yeah, yeah cause can because stop you, you can shell. stop the blue shell. But of course, you know, I mean, that's a rarity, you know. But yeah, the yeah. green or red shell that's just behind you while you can just keep driving. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Gotta have protection. Yeah. Whenever it's yeah. Gotta have protection. Oh, love a good Mario Kart. Love me a good cart. Let's podcast, shall we? The fans do not tune in for video games and and 8-bit and Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> there is a big crossover, though. Half these wrestlers, or at least they used to have Twitch channels. I'm sure there's before. a huge crossover. You know, uh, well, you know, as we know, certain companies allow certain athletes to have certain Twitch channels. So let's go to one <laughs> of the companies that doesn't. This week, well, Adam Cole's got his. Adam Cole's got his, and I guess, you know, up, up, down, down, they do their thing. I think they kind of fly under the radar because they're bigger stars, like yeah. individually, you know. Uh, let's get ourselves to our two-hour black and gold brand. It's pre-taped, baby. We're talking NXT. NXT. But, oh, what does it mean? But, oh, I don't know, but, but it's but, good oh, wrestling. So NXT. But, oh, Watch and see, gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three, so. That's where we are. We start with the diamond mine in the ring. Uh, what's left of it? Malcolm Bivens cuts a promo on Kushida because Roddy's challenging, challenging him for the cruiserweight title at some point. I don't know when exactly, but. Sometime. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, they issue an open challenge for tonight, which is answered by none other than Ilya Dragunov. So we, uh, yeah, Roddy versus Dragonov. We get some nice wrestling here. Just lots of grappling, hard hitting, bunch of stiff strikes, chops. Uh, yeah, you know, Dragonov. He's like Walter. You only get to see him once in a while, but he's damn good. Uh, yeah. So uh, they're fighting back in the ring. Uh, Dragonov hits these big German suplex, and at one point, I think he hits it so hard. I didn't see exactly what happened, but I think he slams his head into the back of Roddy, and uh, yeah, he's still holding on to the German suplex, but now he's he's got blood dripping from his uh, yeah, head. Yeah, it looked like it was coming from his <laughs> eyebrow, like maybe he just kind of bumped, you know, that the hard part of yeah. your eyebrow there against someone, like but uh, shoulder blade or something, but something like that. Yeah, at first for a second it was weird because Roddy's got all this blood on his back. I'm like, what happened? And then I see his head, and I'm like, oh, he's dripping onto Roddy. Yeah, you're just uh, dripping onto Roddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he. Roddy fights out of the hold and goes for his big knee, but Dragunov dodges it Matrix style. He just like falls back Ooh. into a bridge. 
Tries to follow up with the Moscow Tornado, but Strong hits him with the big knee right between the eyes, where he's already all bloody. And Dragunov then bounces off the ropes, and then he hits the Torpedo. Gets a three count. Big win. Uh, Dragunov just covered in blood here, looking badass. I thought this was a great match. Yeah. Dragunov looks like a heavyweight, not a cruiserweight. Yeah. Yeah, he's his his facial expressions, his passion. He just comes off as such a fun guy, a fiery, fiery underdog. And you know, so yeah, he's got this match at Takeover. We know this information. Uh, And he lost to Pete Dunlap. Match of the year candidate. Match of the year candidate. M O T Y the Modi. And he lost to Pete Dunlap last week, so you know, kind of bouncing back to get a great win. Uh, Too bad Kushida wasn't available though, just in general. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, I don't know, Diamond Mine is quickly losing steam before it's even really built. Yeah, with their, you know, they had a loss of... Um, uh, Rust. Uh, Tyler Rust. Tyler Rust, yeah. And uh, the third guy, what's the other guy? I don't even know his name right now. The one that's not Malcolm Bivens. The yeah, other guy I, know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, anyways, um, we get one of those prime target hype videos for Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. You know, those are always just really well put together. Yeah. Not much more to say about that. Uh, then the hit row come out, uh, cutting a promo on Legato Del Fantasma. Escobar shows up on the screen and tells Swerve, hey, come out to the parking lot, man. Uh oh. It's, it's just you and me. <laughs> just you and me. Just you and me? Uh, you... That's the biggest swerve in the game. <laughs> yeah, but he's got his grills. He's like, if you want to get these back, you better come out here. So Swerve's like, all right. He runs out to the, and of course he gets ambushed by Mendoza and Wild, and they triple team him until the rest of the hit row come out, make the save. Bunch of guys get slammed into steel doors, and uh, B-Fab was just swinging a pipe around, so hit row, stand tall, Swerve takes his grill back. Takes his grills back? This, yeah, the most physical encounter these guys have had uh, yet. In their feuding, yeah. um, but I don't think that this is a match. I don't think there's a match booked between these two for the weekend for that title. I don't think so. No, no. Uh, Legato, they fine. just need to. F- that's fine. Legato, they need to find a, a woman just to even the numbers. So we can have four on four. Yeah, yeah. So we can truly be, uh, yeah, even. Yeah. Remember that masked woman wrestler we had for like a week or two, Catalina or something. I think I remember the name. I think she- yeah, she showed up with, like, Sin Cara or something. I don't know. What's she doing? She has a mask, though. She's like a lucha woman. So she's probably, I, Mike, you know exactly where she she's is. She's probably been released. You can probably find her on Dark or Dark Elevation. Yeah, probably. Uh, Cameron Grimes Yeehaw. comes out next to take on Josh Briggs. Uh, and we got Ted DiBiase, LA Knight, on commentary, just bickering. Uh, but Grimey still having to wrestle in that Butler outfit against the much bigger Briggs, but uh, Grimes is the much more skilled. And he hits that cave in, gets the win. But afterwards, Knight goes, uh, he hits his finisher to Grimes on the floor like a jerk. Boo, like a jerk. But uh, this is, uh, is this, this is Knight Grimes 3? Is that what this is? Uh, yes. Yeah, that should be on a fucking poster somewhere, like they're Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this, yeah, this feud continues to have the most, f- like, fun story behind it going forward. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think long term. 
yeah, a little bit later we see a little more index stuff. Uh, but that hasn't really, you know, there was that weird Johnny Gargano spying on them segment last week. Yeah, it's been a bit different. A little bit different. Uh, well, speaking of that indie Hartwell, we go backstage where she is still glowing after her date with Dexter. She's now uh, she's now wearing these black leather gloves, just kind of, you know, just like him, her boyfriend. Mm. Uh, and, of course, Johnny and Candace are still not happy about all this. And uh, the camera then pans because Dexter's been standing there the whole time. And Johnny's like, yeah, how was the cake last week? Indy says he loved it. He even had room for pie, which I think was a sexual joke. I think that was a sex thing. Yeah. That's pretty racy. That is. She's basically saying he went home and fucked me, Mom and Dad. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Robert Stone, in a very rare wrestling match, teaming up with Jesse Kamea to take on the couple of the week index, Dexter Loomis and D. Hartwell. So, uh, and like I said, the couple's in sync. They're coming out to the same entrance. Indy was even doing the whole Dexter slide, you know. The Dexter slide, knees. yes. That's what we're calling it from yeah. now on. The Dexter slide. <laughs> It reminds me of, you know, when dogs drag their ass on the car. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, anyways, the match, mixed tag match. <laughs> Index just dominate. Uh, Frankie Monet tries to interfere from the outside, so the ref throws her out. Then Indy hits this nice choke slam, spine buster thing. Goes for the pin, but Robert Stone yanks her off. So that's not cool. You don't put your hands on the woman. So Dexter takes care of robert with the silence then at the same time back in the ring indy locks in her own silence on jesse kamea forces her to tap out and then they're not done there though because after the match indy goes over to beth they say something and then she gets back into the ring with dexter and then she gets down on one knee and proposes to him and this this is moving very fast this relationship um <laughs> uh, but Dexter accepts. He puts on the ring, which has a giant eyeball with the blue colored eye just like him on it. So, uh, yeah, they have a big kiss. They celebrate. Mike. Is this an engagement or is this like a promise ring? Well, I think, Mike, I think you know what this means. You, I, the wrestling world is cordially invited to the <laughs> wedding of Andy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Save yes. the date, Mike. Uh... I think I like a good old. I think I like a good old wedding because it happens like once a year, and you're like, it's it's just like a thing we can keep going back to. And it's I. It's always there's a, it's a wedding. Mike, love is in the yeah. air. How do you not get infatuated <laughs> by it? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like you said with the Cameron Grimes thing, this has been our other like long term storyline. It's been going on for months now, and. Yeah, a wedding, that kind of is the climax, right? That Something, is, I mean, some would argue that the divorce is the climax. Have, well, have we ever had a divorce? I'm sure we have. Yeah? Okay, um, well, we'll have to look back in the archives for, uh, uh, for, for, for if there's ever been a WWE divorce. Uh, but yeah, Index feels, yeah, certainly getting married. That's a very quick step in their relationship. But, you know... It's a very quick WWE storyline, so I buy it. I feel like Lana and Bobby Lashley divulged very quickly. 
but yeah, love me a wedding. Um, maybe that can kind of bring a. I guess they have their takeover. So this is the this is also the go home show. God, a lot of go home shows. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious. I'm checking. Indy Hartwell is 25. Okay. And Dexter Loomis is 37. Ooh, I don't so, like that. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah, it's a little a little bit of a gap there, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's for television, folks. That's what it is. Well, I don't know. I don't know, Mike. Uh, AC Dirt kind of gives us some news every so often. He uh, he uh, telegrams in <laughs> some news, very old yeah. school, and said, uh, you know, the possibly their their on screen romance might be uh, reflecting an off screen romance. I have heard. I've heard. You have heard. You've I heard have, this personally. I well, I heard AC Dirt. You know, like a through I telegram. Was, yeah, it was like uh, I hope this reads you well. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I have information. Stop. It was very much in yes. that kind of style. Well, that's interesting. Very yeah. interesting. <laughs> uh, then we get this split screen interview uh, between Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, and uh, I thought Dakota looked a little different or slightly different. Her hair was like down, looked a bit longer. Yeah, it, looked, well, it looked like they, they did something. Yeah, I think really yeah. to kind of push this. Well, you know, it's CM Punk 101. You want to turn heel? Do something with your hair. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, they did da- something. Daniel which was, Bryan, I noticed. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, one hundred and one. Change yeah. your hair when you change your uh, when you change your gimmick. Uh, yeah. yeah, they did no, something. She looked good. Yeah, she looked great. She always does a uh, fun little thing. But uh, then we move on. Next match: Carmelo Hayes takes on Duke Hudson in the NXT NXT Breakout Tournament semifinal match. So, like all the matches, you had Duke, the big man, Carmelo, the more agile babyface, and uh, yeah, I guess the big spot was when Hayes hits this like springboard DDT to the edge of the ring and looked like a bit of a nasty, weird bump he took there, but looked yeah. good. Okay. Good, but nasty. Good. <laughs> uh, but then Hayes just gets on a roll, flying all over. He hits the big scissor kick off the top rope, gets the win. So Carmelo Hayes advances to the finals to face Odyssey Jones next week. Which is weird. I would I, I would have liked to maybe them bump this to the the takeover. It's not like we I have it's they, not like uh, we have dozens of matches on the takeover. You know, it's like you know, uh, put a little more eyes on it rather than just kind of back on television. Yeah, yeah, definitely would have been a big breakout moment. Exactly but. right. Yeah. So, uh, which isn't that what NXT is supposed to be about? <laughs> uh, I mean, bringing I, in breakout young breakout talent. To impress yeah. us and then get booked and then move on to the main roster. Isn't that the whole point? Isn't that why they all got fired? Because <laughs> that was the point. Who knows? That's what Vince is thinking this week and the next week. Like, where the hell are all those wrestlers? Why is everyone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <gasps> Where's uh, the locker room? Uh, well, it's going to get at least one more person because we get this vignette for, uh, I don't know, would you call her a cowgirl or something? This, uh, or at least like a, I don't know what to call her. J.C. Jane is her name. But, yeah, she just had like a hat and some leather and some little things. Hat, leather, classic, we get it. Uh, hangman, Made me think of a cowgirl. the hangman no? page style of yeah. like, I'm a good American. The hang girl, the hang girl, J.C. Jane. <laughs> the hang girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, someone who you can just ha- sit and have a beer with. Play, play some pool. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeah, and then she'll smash the bottle over your head. Exactly. You get yeah. too handsy Getting on her. Get in a bar fight or something, you know, like like yeah. a like one of the bartenders from uh, Roadhouse. 
uh, <laughs> um, what was that? Oh, was that the dirt? The deuce? The dirty deuce? I think was the name of the bar. Anyways, you know what I'm. I don't recall. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, we go backstage. Ted DiBiase, Cameron Grimes having this heart to heart. Grimes is all beat up, and then yeah, he just gets fired up. Cuts the big promo, rips off his shirt, says, "I'm not a butler. I'm a champion." DiBiase smiles. He's ready. He's ready for that title. Ready for it. Yeah, I'd like to give it to him, too. But we do have a title match right here, right now. As the Tag Team Championship is on the line. MSK take on Imperium. Uh, the match was fine. But, yeah, once again, the crowd's still not still not on the side of MSK. But they did chant, this is awesome, later in the match. Because it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh but in the middle of it, Walter comes out to watch and cheer his team on. But then Dragunov runs out, attacks Walter from behind. Uh, yeah, so they're fighting on the ramp. Back in the ring, MSK hit their finisher, get the win, retain the titles. The crowd boos. Uh, so, yeah, they should just lean into it, go full heel. But The, oh. the little boxed-in crowd at the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. they need they need to get bigger crowds. Like, like even just like a Ray Twenty sized arena. Just give us f- just they need fucking something, right? Yeah, maybe this is that's part of Vince being a dick because I feel like they easily could have booked the crowd for this Sunday Takeover weekend. And I'm pretty they sure the definitely... Takeover is at the Cruiser yeah, uh, the Capitol Wrestling Center. Yeah, yeah, they could have easily sold ten thousand to tickets for that, no problem. So I don't know why they did it. It's yeah, it's really it's it is really kind of hurting it. Uh, excited for the match though, but I think uh, yeah, the, I mean you know sort of. And now that we have the crowds going on on all the other brands, you just really notice it now. It's like watching Impact yeah. now. You're like, oh guys, too bad. Um, yeah, you know, no, it's unfortunate. Even AAA is in front of crowds. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, well, was that it? Or we have our final segment of the night, I guess. Uh, yeah, Joe and Cross, Joe and Cross face to face. Joe comes out first, cuts a scathing promo. Uh, then Carrion comes out to respond, but the crowd is chanting, Where is Scarlet? And I'm wondering the same thing because now she's not even showing up on NXT. Yeah, I know. And then I started remembering when was the last time we saw her on NXT? Do you actually recall? It's been weeks, at least, I feel. I don't know. Uh, unless this is the... I don't know. Unless they are just building to her big return on Raw or something. Yeah. Whenever they do. Bizarre. But anyways, Cross gets in the ring. Samoa Joe headbutts him. So security jumps in. and Joe hits a big suicide dive. Takes out the group of security guards. and uh, Cross slams Joe into steel steps. But then Joe slams Cross through the plexiglass barricade. They just fight into the crowd. They knock down another barricade. Bodies are everywhere. And that's how we end the show. Yeah. Simple, elegant, elegantly told, I guess I should say. (laughs) Just two dangerous men with power who can run through anything and everything. That old shtick. We know what's going on here, folks. I think, yeah. I mean, it's mostly because of Samoa Joe, but this is the most excited I've been for a Karrion Cross match ever. Now, I feel like you're excited for him to lose and go on to Raw. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I want to see Joe win. But at the same time, you know, it's an interesting opponent because Joe's a big man and 
Cross is a big man, and sometimes the big man matchup works. Yeah, but even, you know, and uh, even, uh, and I hate to use this word, right? I mean, because NXT doesn't use this, uh, the, the style of champions, but the transitional champion is something that you on the main roster a lot, right? Uh, or enough, you know? Yeah. And yeah. if that's a thing, you know, that more main roster people now are kind of controlling behind the scenes on NXT, eventually we'll start to see that similar kind of booking style. Yeah, yeah, uh, but we'll talk about that a bit in a minute. We'll talk about that afterwards when we preview 36. Well, anyways, let's get to our final weekly show of the night. Oh, the show just keeps going on. Uh, this is our, uh, sure, it's a go-home for the first dance. Uh, <laughs> and, and so <laughs> yeah, was Rampage in a weird way. Just a lot of go-homes. We're going to Saudi, baby. No, we're not. Uh, let's move over. We're in Houston, Texas. Uh, for some AEW All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. AEW All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. That's right. Uh, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston come out to start the show through the crowd doing their entrance, but then they get jumped by 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Um, who, yeah. who, who, yeah, so 2.0, uh, Matt Lee, Jeff Parker, the guys who were released from NXT just a little while ago, mm-hmm. their 30-day or whatever clause, uh, I would like to know, it's, 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 not, it's stylized differently now, so. What, the 2.0? Yeah, because I think the 2.0, that's how, so it's two, like the, the number two, and then the word point, and then a zero. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think people couldn't get it or something? I don't people know. I think there may have been a copyright thing. Or maybe thing. copyright. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, 2.0. Okay. I can still pronounce it the same, though. You can pronounce it however you like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 2.0, they stay out here because they have a match against Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, so we'll never really know. I don't know what Moxie and Kingston were coming out for. Yeah, I, and I was thinking about that in my head. I was like, wait, was the match supposed to be... Moxley Kingston versus uh, 2.0 or supposed to be Moxley Kingston versus Sting and Darby? I was like, was it supposed to be a triple threat? No, Um, I think we were promised this other match ahead of time because... I think they were just coming out for Wild Thing to be played. (laughs) I think so, yeah. But Uh, also, also, um, more uh, more importantly, uh, this was actually... And Tony Schiavone told us this. This is actually... This is only the second... Tornado tag match in AEW. Uh, the first hmm. one was like last September. Yeah, uh, I remember so, one other. So yeah, just so we know, although you know the tag team uh, matches often devolve, uh, you know, kind of fold down to uh, craziness. This was only the second tornado tag. <laughs> uh, yes, and we're in Texas, so it's a Texas tornado tag match here. Uh, so no tagging necessary, no rules really, no DQ. They can do whatever they want. So early on, they fight into the crowd. They fight backstage where Garcia shows up again, making it three on two. Uh, but then Darby, he just does like this tightrope walk. He's walking down like a five-inch wide gap on the balcony and dives off there onto everyone on the floor. He almost he almost like uh, there's a guy, and I, you, you watch it, They uh, this guy doesn't know Darby's coming behind him. And then Darby jumps and he just does the biggest like fall down to the left he is uh this guy's just like oh shit what just like a fan 
Yeah, a fan that was, you know, at the, you know, yeah. just, he was watching the action in front of him, wasn't watching the action behind him. And he got jumped over top he got, of? He got jumped, jumped over, over top, top of. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder what the liability is if he lands on you and you get injured. Yeah, yeah. where does it say in the ticket that you buy? Like, <laughs> not liable if Darby Allen kicks you in the head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, the skateboard gets brought in and Darby gets suplexed down with the wheels facing up. So that's got to hurt a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Sting is in the ring. He's got the crowd chanting for him. And, but then he gets picked up and hit with a double power bomb, slamming through a table. At the age, what, 72 years old? <laughs> 72, what do we think? I'm going to give a hot 63. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he gets slammed through the table, but then he just jumps up, no-sells it, and pounds on his chest. But he's that's classic Stinger, so he's one of the few guys that can get away with that. That can get away with a good no-sell. Yeah, the crowd was eating it up. Darby then drop kicks 2.0 from behind right into Sting, and he hits them with a double Scorpion Death Drop. Uh, crowd chants, holy shit. But he wasn't done, because then he stacks the two men up on top of each other and applies a double Scorpion Death Lock. So, crowd is in a frenzy. JR is going wild, and uh, Sting gets a double tap-out victory for him and Darby. That was a lot of fun. It was. That was a lot of and God, these guys, uh, yeah, 2.0, however you want to stylize it. These guys are great. They, they, One of them, I don't know which one. We'll figure it out. I like these guys, so I want to know which one's yeah, which. Yeah, I'll learn. We'll learn. Can yell so loudly that he doesn't need a mic to pick up what he's saying. And there's this weird, like, lull. Every time he talks, there's like a lull in the crowd. And then he goes like, yo! some <laughs> and <then> everyone's like, <laughs> ah! everyone yeah I, I i don't know i don't know who around nxt or wwe is to blame for letting these guys go but we've seen these guys what twice now three times and imagine that too you get released from your dream job come to another company and then within a month you're mixing it up with sting like yeah. the <laughs> 2.0 they are the guys who power bombed 63 year old sting through a fucking table yeah and that's, uh, uh, that's, no, a, I mean, that's, that's a big or, you know, that's a big uh, responsibility. It's a big task. That's a big a lot of trust. Yeah, no, that's huge for them. Back to back weeks of big involvement right off the gate. So, uh, yeah, looking good for them here in all elite wrestling. Looking very good for the group formerly known as Everrise. Uh, yeah. We have a singles matchup. That's right, Sammy Guevara, hometown boy, or home state boy. I think, yeah, Houston. I think Houston is his hometown. That's right. Taking on good Canadian guy, Sean Spears. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. We love him. Uh, they're, they're, so does. I love any time, I always look in the crowd on Sean Spears matches, there's always somebody in the back doing the 10. Doing, <laughs> like, flicking the finger, flicking the hands up. There's always one person back there. Uh, yeah. It's great, yeah, we still remember. Yeah. We haven't had one of those in a while. A good crowd. Nope. Nope. I bet, yeah, when it, WWE comes back to Canada, we'll probably. Yeah, you, no, yeah. If Dynamite comes to, yeah, Dynamite comes to Toronto, yeah, Christian, Sean Spears would be the guys who would kind of like <laughs> have to have matches because super local. And then, of course, Kenny Omega. You know, it's kind of like there's like that yeah. list of guys who. Chris Jericho. Exactly. You can yeah. just book a whole Canadian just card. Just book the fucking Cana- <laughs> all the Canadians <laughs> on the card. All the Canadian. The Canadian ba- Stampede. And they all win. <laughs> like, I'd yeah. love that. I would love that. Uh, 
so yeah, Sammy comes out, but he gets jumped from behind by Spears. Uh, fights him off, though. Hits a big flipping senton off the stage. Uh, and then he goes over and kisses his girlfriend in the front row, who they show footage. He actually proposed to her earlier in the day. So there was a bit of time. I didn't see that proposal footage. And there was a bit of time between him kissing that woman in the audience and Excalibur <laughs> saying... Oh, that's Sammy Guevara's fiance. They got they just got engaged an hour ago or something. And uh like I missed that. So I was like, "Whoa, Sammy's just <laughs> kissing on kissing women." Fans. <laughs> it was maybe 5 seconds between the two like the kiss and the announcement. I just, "Wow, Sammy, baby face." <laughs> what a baby face move. Just just kissing women in the crowd and then yeah. Excalibur's like, "Oh, fiance." God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> They, they uh, had me funny. for a sec. Yeah. Uh, but Sean Spears fights back. Him and Tully hit a double spike pile driver to the floor. Uh, then they throw Sammy back in the ring, and we can finally ring the bell and start this match. They go back to the floor to hit another double pile driver, but this time Aubrey Edwards says, No way, pal, and ejects Tully to the back. So Tully's pissed. He takes his jacket off and starts swinging it around like an old man and... He actually swings it at Aubrey, hits her violently. Crowd reacted to that. It was kind of like, whoa, yeah, like, you crossed whoa, the line, buddy. Easy there, yeah, you, Old man, you crazy old man. You <laughs> crossed the line. Uh, but he, he, he goes away. And the match continues. Uh, hard fought. Both men, at one point, they jump to the top rope at the same time. And they, like, grapple each other. Spears gives Sammy the finger. And Sammy jumps, hits him with a huge... Diving cutter off the top rope. Holy shit. But somehow Spears kicks out of that at two. That could, you could have ended it there in my book, but these well, guys kept going. Huge cutter. This, and the, <laughs> and the, the crowd this entire time. Wow. Yeah, they, they were hot, hot, hot here in Texas. Uh, but they fight their way back up to the top ropes once again, and Spears hits an avalanche C4. But Sammy kicks out of that. So they're going all out here. Uh, at some point, a guardrail gets set up between the the ring and the. Thanks for saying. The fan, the, thanks for saying at some point because I also missed that. <laughs> yeah, I just it was just there, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so Sammy hits Spears with his own C4 onto the guardrail, bending it in half, and, and then back in the ring, Sammy hits Spears with a, a sketchy looking 6:30 senton. Seems like he kind of shifted midair and he landed pretty much all his weight on Spears. Which, yeah. I think you're normally supposed to roll through a bit, but uh, he then goes for the pin, but Spears kicks out of that. So this was getting a little crazy with the kickouts, but the match was still great. Uh, so Sammy's had enough. He finally he removes his knee pad, then he hits Spears in the head with multiple very stiff knee strikes that they actually busted Spears' head open. So those were some uh, yeah some real knees there. And, mm -hmm. But he finally picks him up, hits the GTH. Spears is bleeding. Sammy gets the three count for the big win. The big win. Oh, the energy in this thing was fucking huge. Uh, you know, Sammy Guevara is going to be the top guy soon. And this was yeah. an amazing... I, I, I popped... This whole thing was incredible. Sean Spears was looking like a star. Sammy Guevara looked like the guy of the future. Uh, the kickouts, the fucking everything. This was a hell of a television match. Yeah, this was Spears' best match maybe ever, but definitely in AEW. It's definitely um, in AEW. I yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. He took a beating. He took a beating, but he kept going. He kicked, kicked out, out a of, of a of lot of stuff. No, looking uh, looking pretty damn looking pretty damn strong. So uh, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, great great match. Uh, then we get this Dan Lambert fellow and his American top team of I guess they're former MMA fighters. I don't really know who they are, but I guess they're kind of. Do you know these people? Uh, no, uh, or no, there was yeah. one guy, the DeSantos. Oh, that yeah. was a the name was kind of that was a name I've recognized because I have a friend who has a poster. Uh, other, <laughs> other than that, no, no, yeah. So, this Lambert guy just cuts a heel promo, felt like an old school, like territory style promo. Just, I don't know, but anyways, I didn't really give much care about it. Uh, neither does Lance Archer, who comes out, interrupts. But he gets jumped by Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and they beat him down. Whole segment was kind of weird. Didn't really fit. Yeah, it didn't really fit. Didn't really know what was happening, especially between. And uh, I think um, Lance Archer is also a Texas guy, so they liked him. They were they tried to give him a big murder hawk, murder uh-huh. hawk. Um, but yeah, this all felt a bit weird. Don't really know what this guy was just screaming at millennials about for some reason. Yeah, this Lance Archer. Cancel culture. <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyways. Yeah. You weird. can't win them all. Can't win them all, but uh, Jurassic Express are going to try to win the AEW Tag Team Championships up next here against the Young Bucks. Uh, so two top teams here, two of the best in the company. So we just get some real good tag team wrestling. Uh, one spot I haven't seen before was where Nick and Jungle Boy, they fight to the top rope. Then Luchasaurus comes in behind Jungle Boy, who then stands on his shoulders and hits a superplex to Nick off of the shoulders of Luchasaurus. Yeah, that was cool. So that was That's a big, cool. that was a big fall. Yeah, big fall. Uh, the Young Bucks, they fight back. They hit the Indie Taker, but Jungle Boy kicks out of that. And then Kenny Omega runs out. Uh, he hits Marco's stunt on the sidelines, uh, causing a big ruckus, distractions. But then Christian comes out, Christian comes out, hits a spear on Omega on the ramp. And so there's chaos everywhere. The ref's distracted. Uh, Matt Jackson has a chair seated, but then Jungle Boy reverses him, hits a big brain buster onto the chair, crumpling it. He goes for the cover, can win the titles, but then Nick breaks it up at the last second. Uh, so then Jurassic Express, they hit their, I forget what they call it, it's like the big flipping into a power bomb where... Yeah, I can't remember what it's called he either. Just throws them looked, into it. It's it so looks cool. really good. <laughs> yeah, looks awesome. <laughs> Uh, but once again, that pin gets broken up. So then all of all of the elite members are just jumping up on the apron all over the place. Jungle Boys fighting them off one by one. But the distraction allows the Bucks to grab them and hit the BTE trigger to get the win, retain their titles. Uh, very hot match. Everyone wanted to see Jurassic Express win. They almost had it. But, uh, you know, the elite, there's a little too much interference heavy these days with their with their matches. Yeah, and that's... Well, I mean, you know how I feel about the Good Brothers, of course. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, well, you, or... No, I like Carl Anderson, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's I, mostly Gallows. Hey, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. Put him on the Gallows. <laughs> no, let's not go that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, the, the incessant interference that keeps happening uh, by the elite... You know, it's sort of been this entire run, almost, maybe, right? But then at the same time, like, 
the Bucks have been on this incredible stretch of matches. You know, I mean, they uh, who was the the top top flight last week? They have, that fucking stole the show. We had Moxley Kingston back in whatever that stole the show. It's sort of like this run they're on is huge. Yeah. Although but, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. Dr- no, I was going to say we we do find out we will get a decisive finish because Tony Schiavone later tells us that they're going to have a tag team eliminator tournament uh, with the Lucha Bros, Private Party, Varsity Blondes, and Jurassic Express, where the winner of that tournament will face the Bucks inside a steel cage at All Out for the titles. Very cool. And guess what? They're going to put on another fucking incredible match. Like, this is what the young Bucks do, right? If, like, if AEW's taught us anything, is that these guys know how to fucking do it right and jurassic express is uh, to me like they're so over that whenever they lose to the bucks it just creates more like fan anticipation for the eventual win you know whenever that win is i mean i think they should be the ones to dethrone the bucks really out of you know we know the lucha bros are going to put on a banger of a match if ever they get the opportunity and the bucks are good at putting on match with anybody but i think none other deserve it more than Jungle Boy, honestly, and yeah. the rest of Jurassic Express. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think this is the time to do it. All out, the cage match. Uh, you know, you're not having Hangman get his big title win there, so why not have Jurassic Express? That can be your big baby face title win for the night in Chicago. Uh, but yeah, that was that was that for that angle. Yeah, no, and and yeah, and what a great match! It's going to be a huge moment when it happens. Hmm. Uh, but more from Tony Schiavone. He's in the ring to interview Paul White, who's ready to share an announcement. But he gets interrupted by the human vacuum, QT Marshall. <laughs> and uh, they exchange words. QT shows some x-rays of Paul's surgically repaired hip. Uh, but the whole thing was pretty flat. And at the end, White announces that he has a match at All Out against QT Marshall. And uh, no matter how much they try, I just don't care about QT Marshall. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So that's going to be it. All out. Paul White. The crowd certainly didn't care about it. Mm -mm. Um, But yeah, Yeah, just weird. Like why? It's just, yeah. But but, but maybe it's just because we just need somebody to, maybe because so Paul Paul White can have a match and it has to be against yeah. somebody, you know. So at least I feel like this could be a this could be a rampage match, though, not an all out. Your big pay per view, and you have QT Marshall. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is it for pay per view buys? Is it for more clicks? Like, I wonder like why. Paul White, why not Paul White versus Lance Archer or something? That'd be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I, know. I don't book over there. I'm not booking over there. Paul White versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, but speaking of Team Taz, Taz is in the ring with his son Hook. And he introduces FTW champ Ricky Starks, comes out, cuts a promo on Cage. Um, then I think we see Cage and Hobbs brawling in the back. I think that was about it. Didn't really lead to anything. Yeah, not really. Ricky Starks comes out with his championship, and then he's like, oh, no. And he runs to the back. Yeah. Bizarre. Uh, but then we get a nice surprise. Penelope Ford taking on Thunder Rosa, two of my favorites in the division here. And. Uh, the crowd's super hot for Rosa. She's from, well, not, she's not from Texas, but I think she lives there now. Or, you Probably. Know, native yeah. to it. Uh, but anyways, uh, Thunder Rosa looking good. And Penelope holding up her bar. Holding up her, yeah, always looking better every time I see her. 
Uh, she hit a nice cutter to the on the floor. And, uh, but unfortunately, a lot of the match took place in picture-in-picture, picture, but looked competitive. Uh, Ford showing off her submission skills, but Rosa counters it into this FTF sleeper hold, forcing Penelope to tap out. Yeah, yeah, another match. Thunder Rosa, you know, obviously going to get the win here now that she's all elite. Uh, yeah, I think All Out has a battle royal planned, but no match for, uh, no match for Britt Baker. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, if they want to go with the rematch with Thunder Rosa, they can. If they want to hold that off, uh, yeah, I don't know who Baker's We will be. see. But let's go to the main event of the evening. We've been building this for weeks. We are finally on the fifth labor of Jericho here. MJF taking on Chris Jericho with the Judas effect being banned. And not only that, the entrance song Judas is banned as well. God damn it. Uh, so MJF comes out first and then Chris Jericho comes out. They still play as Titan Tron and the crowd, you know, at first it takes a second or two, but then they get all together. They start singing the verse. Uh, but then when the chorus hits, everyone knows those words and Every single person is singing, except for one guy. I heard yell, Fozzie sucks! <laughs> <laughs> so it was like at the perfect spot in between two words. In between and, two yeah. lines, so yeah. it was maximum. Oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, still a great fun moment. Jericho couldn't be happier. He's just smiling as the crowd serenades him. And, uh, yeah, the crowd just stayed pretty red hot for the match, reacting to everything, chanting for Jericho. Uh, yeah. They're just going back and forth. At one point, MGF grabs a camera off the cameraman. And we see like a first person view as he gets punched in the face. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, MJF targets Chris Jericho's injured arm and uh, yeah, gets him in the salt of the earth. But then Jericho counters into the walls of Jericho. But then MJF gets out of that, hits his heat seeker pile driver for a big two count. But then MJF. Or Jericho gets MJF in a sleeper hold, so MJF has to grab the ref so she can't see, and then he kicks Jericho in the nuts to get released. Uh, and then he puts Chris into his own move, the walls of Jericho, the walls of Maxwell. <laughs> uh, but then Jericho manages to get out of that. Uh, MJF is fed up. He pulls the diamond ring out, but Aubrey sees him do it, takes it away. And while this is going on, Jericho sneaks in Floyd, nails MJF in the gut with that. He goes to follow up with the Judas effect, but then he stops himself because he's not allowed. Uh, <laughs> he's not allowed. <laughs> and then MJF hits him with his own Judas effect, locks in the salt of the earth. Once again, this time in the middle of the ring, Jericho's in agony. He reverses it for a split second into a pin, but then MJF gets right back into the salt of the earth. Jericho's not... Jericho's got no choice but to tap out. So big win for MJF to end the show. Big win for MJF. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's what... I feel like that's right. You know, MJ, like, yeah, all the labors happened. Yeah. It was great. We know Fozzie's going on tour. I feel like tapping out to your own move and the salt of the earth on your injured arm is kind of... It's like protected enough. Yeah. But certainly, yeah, yeah MJF. He looked good. MJF going over to go. was the right decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the match was good. Um, but you know what? I feel like 
That that Nick Gage match, they'd almost peak too soon. And when that was the second match, it was hard to top that one with the craziness. Yeah, it really was. And then we kind of got just, you know, uh, whatever his name was last week, Wardlow. And yeah. Uh, all those but things. overall, yeah. Yeah. Good fun stuff. ride. Fun. Uh, Jericho, you can go do your tour, maybe do a cruise. Uh <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, I do have to say, last time Chris Jericho tapped out in a via submission, if you were, uh, was actually against none other than Samoa Joe on an episode of Monday Night Raw in April of 2017. So it has been, you know, we're coming to four and a half years since he's tapped out. So that's, uh, you know, that's big. You know, that's cool. Big deal. Um, and overall, pretty great episode of Dynamite. Yeah, another great show. Another great show. Uh, well, yeah, this show has been... Well, this show... Jesus Christ, Mike. This show has been going on for a long time, but we still have one more thing to do. Two more things to do. Three more things to do. Let's talk about the cards <laughs> this week. Um, this weekend, we have two pay-per-views. Uh, so let's get into that. SummerSlam is on Saturday. August 21st, will I be at work? You betcha, but you should be on your ass watching the Peacock Network. Mike, I'm going to book this show for us. How does that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> Coming up in our pre-show, <laughs> uh, probably Usos, Mysterios. Yeah, uh, yeah, could be pre-show. Crowd's going to have fun. Uh could go either way, really. Yeah, and if we're maybe uh, one day the Mysterios break themselves up, leading to our eventual Ray and Dominic feud, uh, yeah. maybe they have to lose this one in order to kind of put some fuel on that fire. Yeah, then Dominic attacks his dad. <laughs> we got another pre-show matchup here for you. We've got Sheamus defending his U.S. championship against Damian Priest. I don't know. These guys are also two guys who would give AJ and Randy Orton uh, a run for oldest in the ring. Uh, <laughs> these guys got to be at least 80 between the two of them. Don't know where we should fall on this. Damian Priest, maybe? Yeah. I mean, this is only Sheamus' second title defense since winning all the way back at WrestleMania. So, uh, And Priest has surprisingly been, I think he's like, 18 and 1 or something since being called. I don't know. Really? He's surprisingly got a really good record, mm. win record since uh, getting called up. So maybe he keeps it going, wins the title. Love to see it. I would love to see that. Let's get into our broadcast then, shall we? Let's kick off the show. It's going to be hot. Edge, Seth Rollins. Nothing on the Ooh. line but pride. Yes, pride. And uh, yeah, I'm sure this will get some good time, at least 15 minutes here. Have a good back and forth match. And, yeah, I don't know. Ed. I mean, Edge Edge needs a big win. He's been losing since the Royal Rumble, but Seth Rollins is the younger guy, so could go either way. Seth Rollins also needs a win. I know. These guys both That's need true. wins. But like we said before, Mike, every single match on this card, there's a little asterisk. And, of course, we know that asterisk is bright orange. And anything can happen. <laughs> so in this, so yeah, so in this match to kick off the show, this is where the match where Becky Lynch comes like uh, to the to like down the ramp or you know at the top of the stage there in the middle of the match, and she's like got Beth Phoenix by the hair, and she's just fucking wailing into it. <laughs> I will explain. I will explain how Becky Lynch will interfere with every single one of these matches. <laughs> okay. As we go on, as Except we go on for those pre-show. Except for the pre-show. No. You, you, yeah, that doesn't count. No, you yeah, can't. You waste can't Becky afford Becky. Yeah, you don't want to waste her on the pre-show. What the yeah, fuck are you talking yeah. about? 
okay. okay. So yeah, so that was our big match um, to kick off the night. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Uh, next thing we have coming up, those Raw Tag Team Championships. AJ Styles and Omos defending against the RK Bro. Yeah. Uh, should be fun. Should be fun match. Let RK Bro get the win. Let him have the little title run before you break him up. Yeah, a little title run before you break him up. Uh, and have Randy. Randy hasn't been a tag champ since the Wyatt family, actually. And uh, he was he, had, he was never really a part of that family. Who are we kidding? Yeah, he was just a distant cousin. He was a distant, weird cousin who didn't wear clothes, compared to comparatively speaking to the rest of the Yeah, cousins. remember he wore like a mechanic vest that had like his name? Yeah. Like a little name tag etched into it or something. Oh, those he were, was a blue-collar worker. Those were the good old days, weren't they? Um... <laughs> God, let's move on to our next match then, shall we? Uh, I don't know. It feels like I'm backwards booking for this one. Like, nothing feels more important than anything else, you know? Does that make sense? Short of what we know the main event will be. So let's just move ourselves over to uh, Alexis Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Taking on Eva Marie and Dewdrop and Lily uh, in, <laughs> in, uh, in a singles uh, match. This is weird. Yeah. I'm surprised this one was added to the show. I could definitely see this one being one of the pre-show matches. Um, I mean, the crowd's going to have a big reaction for Alexa. They still love her. Um, Eva Marie. I don't think Eva Marie's even getting the heat they want. They're probably not even going to boo her. I mean, they'll boo her, but not that they hate her. They're just like, who's this? Pink hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Dewdrop will get involved. Lily might wink at someone. They need to go. If they were going to use this Lily shit, they just should spend the money on like a Hollywood animatronic that can like open its mouth and like shoot. Yeah, that can goop. do a little something. <laughs> the only way I see this matchup ending is on the Titan Tron. Lily's there. Becky Lynch rips its head off and just says, what a stupid doll. Just like buries the whole thing. She buries the entire uh, the entire gimmick. Just goes like, this is stupid. Rips it, yeah. drops it on the ground. Uh, there we go. And she's like, hey, Dewdrop, you're Piper Niven. Come with me, Yeah, girl. hey, Piper. So, Piper, yeah. come with me. Let's go get a point. Let's go get a point. That's exactly how that was. <laughs> That's exactly how that was going to end. Uh, let's, uh, let's, move on. let's move on through the card then, shall we? Uh, Drew, Jinder, singles match. Veer and Shanky are barred from ringside. Yeah. This uh, one, I hope uh, that, you know, just one or two minutes, Claymore, Penum, get you out of here. Because I don't really need more than that. From yeah, uh, I could maybe see Jinder going over here. Uh, wow. You know, Drew McIntyre has been on a great run. He led us through the COVID, but uh, who knows? It could be it. I think if anyone needs I mean, a break, it it's Drew McIntyre. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's welcome to take a break, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Jinder Mahal. No Punjabi prison, though. We were yeah, that was too that bad. We were hoping for that one. <laughs> we were hoping for that one. But instead, they just yeah. had Veer and Shanky banned from ringside, so... Who the hell knows? Yeah. Uh, coming up next, let's get to some more women's action. Uh, that Raw Women's Championship, Nikki Ash, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. How is it going to end? Who's going to leave the champion? Yeah, I mean, they're always tempted to add another notch on Charlotte's. You know, she's at 11 now, so I'll get her to 12 with the win here. Uh, but at the same time, she's hanging out with Andrade, and there's all these rumors. We don't know what her contract situation is, but, you know, WWE might want to start putting the brakes on, all giving her all these accomplishments if she's going to leave at some point. Maybe. So, I don't know. Anyway, no, and, uh, yeah, anyone could win, really. Nikki Ash could retain, Ripley could win, but, I don't know. Like I say, there's always the Charlotte Flair effect, so... 
If I'm putting money on, my money's usually on Charlotte winning the title and then losing it a week later. <laughs> yeah, just so just so you can have it on there, that little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, that could be it. This is where Becky Lynch comes. Or maybe this is this is where Becky Lynch again, comes Becky out. Lynch. <laughs> yeah. uh, she uh, rival. Yeah, she fucking uh, she beats up Rhea, beats up Charlotte, and then Nikki Ash is looking around like, oh, I can get the pin. Nikki Ash pins one, two, three. Becky's like, hey, way to go! Then beats the shit out of her. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> Next up, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. I mean, it's got to be Bobby Lashley. The kid's going to take a fucking jackknife or a jackhammer. Hammer, yeah. Uh, (coughs) Spear, spear, hurtlock, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe not even a hurtlock. Maybe just spear, pin him. Um, Yeah, Goldberg doesn't tap, so that's a good point. Yeah, but either way, uh, this should be another short match, hopefully, like five minutes. Yeah, prob- oh, probably. See, it's funny, like, with Goldberg on a card, you don't need to book, like, a, a kind of like a filler match, you know, to kind of cool off the crowd, because the crowd's just going to cool off anyways, naturally. <laughs> uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, do we get a repeat of WrestleMania, or does Becky Lynch come in, beat both women up, and then nothing, nothing really happens? <laughs> Yeah, no, I think we talked about this earlier. Uh, the match will be good. Uh, yeah, Sasha, I think she'd only win if she cheats. And then at that point, Becky would come out. And, but, or Beller just beats her clean and she's uh, established herself as a the credible champ. Yeah. But but yeah, after that, who knows? Who knows where we go? I mean, Tony Storm debuted on SmackDown. We haven't seen her since. Oh, yeah, we haven't <laughs> so seen this her. Women's division. So maybe, uh, maybe Tony... Uh, Piper Niven and Becky Lynch can all go get a point. Yeah, get a point. Uh, okay, so that means our main event. Uh, honestly, the one that I'm putting all the the basket in which I'm putting the majority of my eggs in. Uh, Roman Reigns defending that Universal Championship against John Cena. This is the one I think this has super match. This has match of the night written all over it. John Cena has been doing dark matches, but you know his first match back. I bet. I bet he hasn't lost a step. And Roman's just on yeah. this streak where it's, like, hard to bet against him. Yeah. I mean, you said earlier you think this could be a five-star, the first five-star match since 2011 in WWE. And, uh, I mean, the potential's there. It's got the big fight feel to it. Yeah. Uh, big match John, whenever he's on a pay-per-view, he usually delivers. And Roman Reigns has been on the roll. So, you know, it's, yeah. Just go with it. See what happens. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, either Cena wins and goes full punk running away, or uh, Roman wins, you know, and really solidifying this nearly year-long... Well, I mean, I guess... No, it wasn't last SummerSlam. He showed up last year at SummerSlam. But yeah, Roman's coming on a year straight with this thing. So uh, why not? A year. Jesus Christ, time flies, eh? All right. Uh, and that's the whole card. That's the entire card. That's all I got for you, Mike. I got nothing else. Do you want to take a look at, uh, give me some takeover? The very next yeah, night? Yeah, we'll do, uh, well, yes, exactly. The next night, uh, half the size, only five matches here. Uh, no pre-show that we know of. But let's get it going. Uh, first off, we got LA Knight taking on Cameron Grimes for that million-dollar championship. And if Grimes loses... Then Ted DiBiase must now become LA Knight's butler. I think we forgot to mention that earlier. Yeah, old man butler. Uh, old man butler. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we've been saying it for a while now. Grimes, it's his time. Give him the big win. Everyone wants to see it. 
And that million dollar title, yeah, let it stay on TV for a while. They finally have WWE.com. It's now on the official page. It's a recognized title. Fantastic. Let's go, Grimy. I know you got it in you. Yeah, you can do it, Grimy. <laughs> uh, then we have Raquel Gonzalez taking on Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, and this one could go either way. I don't know. Yeah, uh, like, like is, yeah, like how do you, as Dakota Kai, how do you break up with your best friend, lose a match, and then kind of get your shit back together and then take her on again? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Hmm. Unless, I mean, unless Dakota's getting called up and so, they want, you know, this is her last big match. So they NXT. give her one more match, or maybe it's Raquel Gonzalez getting called up. Yeah, who knows? But either way, I'm intrigued and should be fun. Then we have. Um, Kyle O'Reilly taking on Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match and uh, they've already announced ahead of time the first fall picked by Kyle will be traditional wrestling match Classic. because that's how Adam Cole beat him and then the second fall will be a street fight picked by Adam Cole because that's how Kyle beat him and then the third fight if necessary is the steel cage uh, picked by Regal, which we all assume will. I hope we get him. to the if necessary, because that means all the yeah. all the stuff from the street fight is still in the ring when the cage yeah. enters. Uh, similar to what we kind of saw when we were at a takeover. So, yeah. Mike, I guess the big question is: this is the big question. This is on the professional wrestling world's mind. Is Adam Cole re-signing or not? <laughs> After X time. We were told that this might actually be the last when his contract is up. Yeah, I mean, we've heard there's uh, stories that he's been having personal sit-down meetings with Vince McMahon to negotiate some contract. But, I mean, nothing is leaked, whether he signed or hasn't signed. And uh, I really don't know. I really don't know. I mean, even if he does get called up, I don't know if that's that, if that's even what... That's even a good thing. Is SmackDown or Raw? It's not a good like thing. NXT does. It's not a good thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I so, think. I think. I, I. I. I think this ends one way. Either Adam Cole. Well, Adam Cole wins, and but he either wins as a send off to NXT or he wins as a now I can take on Samoa Joe. I think it ends like you know he wins either way, but I think however the match ends and the way the camera is framed. Remember that time it was Aleister Black and Ricochet like their last NXT. There was like a moment where it was like no, the camera's about them now. They get to do an extra wave to the crowd. Uh, yeah. Keep your eyes out for that. Keep your eyes out for what could be traditionally defined as a send off. We shall see. And then just come uh, to All Elite. Then, Dude, we all want you to be All Elite. <laughs> yeah, your girlfriend's there. Uh, all your buddies are there. Yeah. But up next, we have Walter defending his NXT United Kingdom Championship against Ilya Dragunov in this highly anticipated match. Uh, my match of the weekend that I'm most looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Even more than Romans and Cena, I would say. Wow. This is That's one and two. Uh, wrestling wise, I think this will be the best match of the of maybe even of the year. Like I said, they had that five star match last year. Um, yeah, this is just going to be amazing. If you don't know either of these guys, you're going to know them after this takeover. It will. And um, Dragunov, why not? Why not? I'm saying it right yeah, now. I mean, 
yeah, uh, Walter, he's had that 900-day reign. It's got to end sometime, and, I mean, Dragunov's as good a guy as any. Uh, but at the same time, if Walter, you know, I can easily see him going another 500 days. <laughs> another 800 day, 800 plus. Yeah. But either, that's, that's going to be a great match. But your main event for the evening uh, will be Karrion Cross defending that NXT championship against Samoa Joe. With or without Scarlett at his side, we shall see. Hopefully she'll be there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Joe's first match in years. This is going to be a heavy hitter. I'm sure he's going to go all out. And uh, He's going all yeah, out? My. <laughs> no, oh. he's going TakeOver 36. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping Joe gets the win here, wins that title, and Cross can move on to Raw. Yeah, I think, le- I, I, yeah, I'm same kind of thing. Give it to Joe. Say bye-bye to Cross. And that's great. I mean, we already know Vince doesn't want Samoa Joe. We know that because he let him go for Triple H to pick him back up. So we know that, like, okay, like, you're safe down here because you're not wanted up there. Uh, Yeah, let him win the belt. And certainly, you know, Karrion Cross is younger, more potential on that kind of thing. And uh, a lot of meat, a lot of beef. (laughs) A lot of beef. Uh, but that's your takeover. That's your wrestling. It's going to be a crazy weekend between Rampage in Chicago, SummerSlam, and then TakeOver. So how is CM Punk showing up? How is it, how is it happening? Well, I feel like it's either got to happen at the beginning of the show or the end of the show. Uh, okay. <laughs> either he's the first thing you see or he's the last thing you see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but does he come uh, out but- just from the ramp? Does Cult of Personality play? I think call to personality plays. Maybe he interrupts someone. Who does he interrupt? Sh- Babyface? Heel? Does he I mean, does he come teased. down and just sit on the top of the ramp uh, and drop <laughs> a pipe bomb for us? Like, how does it happen? I mean, this is this has been anticipated for uh, almost a decade, Mike. Five, six, yeah. seven, eight years. I mean, the 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 tease. I mean, Darby Allen was the one that name dropped the best in the oh, world. Oh, and we forgot thing. to mention that uh, this week Kenny Omega was wearing just flat out a T-shirt that said "Chick Magnet." Oh. <laughs> uh, a week after yeah. wearing the Cookie Monster, like they're not. He's they're they're not even trying at this point. Yeah, I don't know. My guess is Darby Allen CM Punk is the first match. And does it happen on Friday? Not on Friday, no. They just set it up. Like, Punk comes out, talks, and they set it up for All Out. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. That's my <clears throat> guess. Exactly. It has to happen some. It has to happen sometime, right? Yeah. Well, that but, was it. you know, maybe on Friday he may get physical. Maybe he hits the GTS. He probably hits a GTS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has to hit a... Yeah, he has, he has to go for that. Go to sleep. Of course. Of yeah. course. Uh, that was it. God, cannot wait. That'll be tomorrow night. Check that one out, folks. Uh, let's get into our final segment of the week, which is, of course, the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Mike, I'm going to go first this week. Um, Although, you know, there is victory in defeat. And uh, you said it earlier, and I do agree. It was my favorite moment of the week. We saw Sean Spears' best match maybe ever. Maybe ever. And this is coming from the guy who dropped a fucking chair to Cody's skull. 
<laughs> and we saw something that was a yeah. little bit cooler than that. Sean Spears, you're my wrestler of the week. Uh, 10, 10, 10, all that good Canadian stuff. Very good indeed. He was right here on my list of finalists. But I did not give it to him this week uh, because on the same show earlier in the night, I thought Christian Cage just had a great performance. Turn back the clock, even though he's never really been out of shape. Uh, but Christian Cage with that big, big impact world title win. I'll give it to you. Christian Cage. Never thought we would have seen it here in 2020, folks. Or 2021! And maybe, uh, who knows? I mean, he's still in line to challenge for that AEW championship. Of course, that yeah, could change. I mean, that certainly added. <clears throat> you know, uh, I mean, yeah. All Out's still three weeks away, you know? So it's still there is still kind of some fluidity to it all. Uh, yeah. things that can change and that's all the time that we have this week folks thanks for listening rate review like subscribe the show is everywhere and uh, yeah huge week of course we got all the recaps coming out next weekend or sorry next week rather and uh, CM Punk's coming back baby oh yeah it's guaranteed at this point if he doesn't <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be one of the biggest professional wrestling disappointments of all time if he doesn't come back yeah. uh, and that's it thanks for listening and uh, Mike you take care of yourself goodbye and good night. Good night. Bang! <laughs>